just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom. I've seen 42 episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Magdalena and I've seen One Tree Hill about seven times. Definitely more than five. (laughs) But not six. I've lost count. (laughs) I've lost count. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode 20, Lifetime Piling Up. Keeping up the appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. Thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pair. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode 20, a lifetime piling up. Dom, we are here, but we are not alone my friends there is someone in the shadows and i'm worried that they have a weapon (laughs) she can murder you and frame someone else for it the jury would never know she'd represent herself and she would get off scot-free write a book about it and become a millionaire everyone's favorite magdalena's here hi guys (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of pressure with the introduction and with how long we've been waiting to do this. I think I've I've joined you guys from the very beginning and I think I spoke to Simon about coming on to the podcast when you were guys at the end of season one. And yeah. then we're we're finally here. It's been <laughs> Here you are, finally. You've made it. So much. There's been so much that we've mentioned, that the messages we've received, the messages I've received from you through Simon. I've had to reply through Simon to you and all sorts. And 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 now I'm, you know, managing the 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 Mighty Ravens page. I'm getting messages directly. It's it's wonderful. And it's brilliant to finally have you on as well. This has to be the most anticipated guest more anticipated than paul johansson barbara allen who magdalena is in the house that is the one that we've all been waiting for but before we get there my man dom how you doing i'm very well thank you yeah good good i've been 
busy, but I've got some some time off from work over the weekend, so I'm excited. What about you, my friend? All good, all good. Very busy, but uh, in in good ways. You know, things are happening. Things are good. Um, happy to be here. Magdalena, let's talk about the history here because you were probably the first person that I communicated with. Uh, like you and Emily were like day one for the podcast. And what was funny about you was you messaged on the Instagram and we probably still had less than 100 followers at that point. And you said, you know, yeah, listen to the pilot. I liked it but I'm not going to listen to any more because <laughs> this isn't my thing. I like watching visual podcasts like through YouTube, that sort of thing. And I like true crime. So you did a good job, but it's probably not for me. Well done anyway. And then the second episode comes out and the second episode is gets longer. And I think it's the first time we, we did a high flyers thing and we're, you know, Dom and I are still finding our feet with it and whatever. And you message in and say, yeah, it was a good episode. Kind of long bit of a long one that one maybe you should uh. and i'm like okay this is what we're gonna put up with is it no one's gonna listen to our podcast and the people that do listen are just gonna give feedback (laughs) like this that they don't they don't think they're not it's too long and they don't want to listen to it but then as time went on you just remained and then as time went on i think you learn to love us i i it, i feel i mean you're still here we're it we're two seasons in i have spoken to you on messages on instagram more than i've spoken to my parents in this last year more than i've spoken to probably to dom and we do three hours every week on a podcast but i've absolutely loved it because i think that um it's like we've sort of grown with you and uh it's been great that you have stayed around so tell us a little bit about that like you're not this isn't your typical podcast right well I'm glad you took uh my critique as uh more of a it it was more of a me thing than you guys really uh and to this day you are the only well now you and the drama queens are the only two podcasts I listen to even few true crime ones are like kind of started I, I can't I'm, I'm just I need YouTube I need visuals um so you're the only you and Jamal Queens are the only podcasts that are not that I listen to and the only content that I really listen to that is not true crime so I hope that says something um so that's why it was difficult for me because it was more well it's completely different format you're talking about a tv show that's already not um obviously not a very serious topic and then obviously you you guys the way you talk about it as well you 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 give your experience but there's a lot of jokes and stuff like that whereas I'm used to watching true crime which obviously like you have to be a bit more serious about it because you're speaking about people's actual lives um and it's about their worst times really um so I think it's just for me to getting used to the format, but it wasn't just you guys, just in general, the topic and the format. Um, But yeah, I'm still here. So I guess, (laughs) I guess uh, I think I'm going to stick around till 2025, right? You better, you better. Absolutely. What's going to happen? Dom, how do you feel about that? Because I mean, I think I told you this stuff, but you don't, 
you're kind of shielded in your non-spoiler bubble, you know, where we must protect precious Dom. He's like our little baby, our child. We cradle him. No spoilers can get into him. Uh, how does it feel, you know, hearing that stuff? It's, it's, it's part of it's really, really surreal still, even to this day. I know we've been going uh, almost a year on this podcast, you know, on the podcast journey has been over a year. But the the One Tree Hall podcast is coming up to its year, isn't it? It's August, end of August kind of time. So it's really exciting. And to have someone on this episode with us that has kind of almost been our lot sort of like conscience or that little voice at the just like on our shoulder saying something, you know, to us or just some comments here or there. Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think if? And, you know, this could have worked like this or like that. And just someone who's got... Um, great perspective on it as well as well as not not just the show i mean on our podcast as well and 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 as always you know put something out there and and to us with the that we really really value and the the opportunity to finally get to talk to magdalena who is this person is is fantastic it's brilliant and it's uh, i'm i'm still very much in that bubble i still feel very protected and protected by the people that are now following the mighty ravens page that I, I look after and that I run um, that they say, Oh, I, I, I can't send you this. You can't look at this. Please don't look at my story. Something like people <laughs> have reached out to me and said, don't look at my story. Cause there's stuff in there that's spoilers. So I've had to like mute them. So you can still follow people, but you just mute them. So you can't see their posts um, because that's the safest way for me to still be, you know, completely spoiler free. And it's, it's brilliant. It's great that people reach out and they, they, help you with that decision they help you remain spoiler free and not see anything you shouldn't see it's fantastic like the way you describe me with like being the voice i feel like i'm a bit of a like a whitey of your podcast (laughs) absolutely yeah definitely you're gonna drive off to florida with a kid that isn't yours and probably probably isn't your friend jake's either (laughs) bubbling in a dress (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly exactly i also wanted to say that um the way you were talking about how people now have become like protected over you now being spoiled i remember it was one of the like the, definitely the first 10 episodes where someone recommended the one to hill music page and i was like no don't show this to, don't show this to dom there's so many spoilers i like i remember from the very beginning you're like okay no no spoilers that's it like <laughs> not even twice i'm gonna go after them so <laughs> yeah watch out people well, i've got i've got till 2025 to, to remain spoiler free and and we have a ninja that will come for you <laughs> well magdalena are you can we count you in in the 2025 trip like it wouldn't be the trip without you come on hopefully that's that's what i'm counting on like would part, I mean, you, like Magdalena's part of the UK contingent, so like all of us are are gonna band together, right? And go, we're basically gonna have our own plane. That's <laughs> that's that's the plan. It's just a like Virgin Atlantic. We'll have to just call it One Tree Hill Atlantic. Get a private <laughs> just, jet. Basically, might as well be. Well, uh, yeah, yes, that would be awesome. I mean. <laughs> magdalena if you were like would you have wanted to have gone to wilmington anyway like as in if it was a possibility like i'm assuming you would have wanted to have gone right 
Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, that's always something that uh, I, I think it's just money. And then also, um, I'm not sure about logistics with like, because I'm Polish. I don't know with logistics, how it is, whether I need a visa or how it all works. But if everything can be sorted, then definitely. You get in on an Esther form, couldn't you? You're only there for 30 days or less than 30 days. It's fine. You don't need any, you don't need a visa, I don't think. I don't think it might have changed, but I don't know. I know it was like different. It depends on what country you're from, so I just need to figure it out. But yeah, uh, I can look into that. Let's get looking into this now. <laughs> Let's start this logistics ball rolling early. <laughs> well, Magdalena, tell us about One Tree Hill. Like when it first entered into your life, you know why it still holds so much weight. Why it's still so important. So. I started watching One Tree Hill. Um, I, I I don't remember whether it was from like it was definitely early episodes in season one, but I don't know if it was from the pilot. But I just the show came on on TV, um, and um, I'm not sure whether so. Obviously, like first season started in 2003 in the US. I don't know whether it was 2004 or 2005 that it started to. Uh, run on Polish TV so whenever it was started to run I started watching it Um, and I just um, instantly like got drawn to it I don't remember details so like one question that you guys uh, often ask your guests on the podcast that I hate because I'm like yep not going to be able to answer that is I don't remember like my initial reactions I don't remember details from first time watching it because it's been so long um so um but yeah so I've I've watched it on tv I remember uh so I think it must have been probably 2005 because I remember I must have been like 15 because I remember still watching the beginning of season one um at the old uh, house that me and my family lived and we moved around that time when I was 15 so I remember season one ended and obviously we've got that scene where Lucas and Keith are leaving Trehill and moving. I just remember crying because like, I don't think I really watched shows like that. And I just remember not crying about the fact that, oh my God, it's over. I didn't realize there was going to be another season. And I just remember being, oh my God, like I already wanted to watch it again. Um Again, I don't remember details, but I just remember that feeling that I've instantly got um, really into the show and that feeling that, yeah, when season one finally aired, I was like, no, this can't be over. And obviously then later I found out there's there's another season coming and so on. In Poland, they actually only aired first two seasons on TV. That was it. Uh, I bought the season three on DVD and I later started buying the DVD box sets. Um, my mama, she recently sent me, cause I've got the DVDs back home in Poland. So she recently sent me a photo. So actually the first three seasons I have on the DVD with the Polish like title on it. And then from season four, um, I think I must've like been ordering it from abroad. Cause it's, it says one to hill rather than the Polish title. Um, so yeah, so I, I was watching it from the beginning. However, it's actually quite funny because I learned something today when I was doing a bit of like a research to prepare for the podcast. And, um, I've quite vividly remember watching 
season four finally um right before I moved I was moved like when I was graduating high school and just before I was moving to UK and that was in 2009 and for some reason I've always kind of thought that's around the time that that season was airing and actually it ended in June 2007 so it looks like it was like about two years behind uh, with watching it um so I remember I mean I think it's slightly a spoiler but we also I think in in one of the previous um episodes I think you Simon said that season one and two are one year in Tree Hill time and season three and four is another year so yeah Mm -hmm. season for finally um graduation and I'm graduate and I remember crying at their graduation more than my own like <laughs> I've always been a bit like because I was quite sick as a kid so I did one year uh homeschooling um because of uh, my condition I wasn't able to my immune system was so low I wasn't able to ha- be in touch with a lot of people so I had to be homeschooled and uh, because of my health issues um, and stuff like that. I just never like was popular or anything like that. So the characters actually felt more like my friends than like a TV show. I I very much just, I think, like I said, straight away got into the show, but it became like, it didn't feel like I was watching a show. It felt like these characters were my friends. So I remember getting more emotional about their graduation than my own actual graduation. Um so that's up to season four. And then I remember, this is not going to be a spoiler when it comes to um, like what's happening on the show, but in season five, there's episode 100. And I don't know why. I remember randomly, like, so I moved to UK, started my first year of uni. I started watching season five and I watched up until episode 99. And then I took a break because I was like, it felt like the hundred's going to be so big. I need to, I don't know. It was, it just sounds really random now that I think about it. But I just remember like leaving it for a few months and then watching it. And then I was, I think at, at one point, obviously, because like I said, I feel like, um, so 2019, I think it was season seven that was coming out. So I was watching season five. So I think after that, I finally caught up with how the show, when the show was out in the US compared to what I was watching. Um, but yeah, so I think the reason that the show so, uh, I still love it so much is because it just always felt like my friends, not a show. It just felt um, very like a safe place. And also um, one thing I forgot to mention so, like I said, I was buying the show on the box sets. And obviously, you can um, set in your settings, you can put a voice, either voiceovers or like just subtitles. And I remember at first, I would rewatch it with um, Polish subtitles and listening to them speak. And then later on, English subtitles. So, I, like, it was helping me learn English um so I credit it with a little bit with helping with my English which is quite funny because in the last episode of Drama Queens I think Sophia said that either Sophia or Hilary said that people come up to them and say oh like we learned English on your show and I was like oh I'm not the only one so um 
yeah, that I think that's pretty much the story. Okay, we have questions. So the, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. Thank you for sharing it. But so firstly, what is One Tree Hill in Polish? If we can Okay, ask. so it's called Pogoda na Miłość, which directly translates to weather for love, but it's like kind of like a saying, so it's more like time for love. So yeah, that's how did you say it again, please? Pogoda na miłość. A bit slower, please. <laughs> Pogoda. 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 Na. Na. Miłość. Mios. Hello and welcome to Pagoda Niosk podcast. <laughs> Was that good? Um, Polish is a, a difficult language which I'm struggling with at the moment myself, but I think you few more tries and you'll nail nail it. Dom's the uh the multilingual one here. <laughs> oh my god, he's always so good at um like accents and stuff and i'm just there like oh he's annoyingly good at accents it makes me sick <laughs> just horrendous what a horrendous human get rid of him can you do it can you do a good polish accent no absolutely not not with a not with a live polish person here <laughs> a dead one sure but live yeah, never dead one, not an issue what is it pogoda pogoda na Miłość. Miłość. What? Is that what you I said? Mean, yeah. Did yeah, he get okay, it right? Annoyingly, didn't he? Yeah, he's really annoying. How can you just... I hate him. Do you I hate you him? Were... Listeners, write in if you like hate him. I thought you were That's... reacting like that because I got it so wrong, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, Miłość, like, it's a bit of a... That, that one... Like it wasn't hundred percent, but Pogoda, like the 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 other part, it was hundred percent, and I was like, "This can be." <laughs> Gonna add Polish to the bow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Straight on the resume. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak Polish. <laughs> well, Dom, someone else that's um that's got you in their crosshairs is uh is Mike. Do you know about this? Oh, no. So Mike. Patreon Mike, everyone knows Mike. Uh, he loves to come on to our Patreon zooms in anything that's got any total Betty hoodie or T-shirt yes. that he possibly can. Oh, he's in my crosshairs for that. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I should just mention that we've been selling quite a lot of uh, hoodies. Have we? Yeah, slab, the slab of beef ones. The slab of beef hoodie has oh, been going to... down a tree. I have to say, shout out to Kiri for that design. That is, is a great design. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's simple, but so effective. So Kiri deserves like all the praise for, for that image. It's just, that is awesome. Well done, Kiri. For, for sure. She, she can have the money for it also. Like, Don't like, tell I'm her just... that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the image is so good. It's so good. And like, uh, I the the hoodie design. So if people haven't seen, there's there's a sort of white hoodie. It's just a little picture that Kiri put together of of Keith it, it, within a slab of beef, like wearing it like it's <laughs> an outfit. And then underneath, it just says in nice sort of cursive font, 
What a slab of beef. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to make sure that people understand that a slab of beef is a good thing. Him being a slab of beef is beef is a good thing. Yeah, because Maureen mess- messaged or I'd put up on her story like like oh like like joking like oh how disrespectful that saying Keith is not you know is not hot or whatever and I was like no this is what we're saying he yeah. is he is so hot so <laughs> sexy so <laughs> just double denimed up with Tim's on and What's... a clip on tie that he is a slab of beef slab what, that what... on the side <laughs> what's really funny is that I had replied to her story as well basically going no he's super and she said simon has just said exactly the same thing <laughs> but those who i as soon as like i well i didn't make the design but i like put it on you know put the hoodie together and whatever on our merch store and as soon as it, i'd published it i then went in as a customer and bought one myself <laughs> of course you did but uh someone we've had some mighty 90s hoodie sales uh some of our other ravens ones we've got like a standard nice. ravens one that's got uh i just put keeping up appearances beneath it um <laughs> <laughs> oh well i've lost dom didn't know <laughs> oh travis are gonna come for us one day <laughs> but there but this, bring it on it. we've got magdalena fuck you travis <laughs> And anyway, my what's silky Mike's... vocals? What's Mike's fucking problem? <laughs> <laughs> what's his issue with me now? Right. Well, right. So, firstly, my point is is check the links. Merch is there, and come on, go on to the Total Betty Patreon thing and wear some of our merch, please. Because Rihanna does it as well. I, I mentioned it to Rihanna, and she bought one out of like I think I peer pressured her in to it. Sorry, Rihanna. You said go onto the Total Betty. Onto their patron, like as in to go onto their live oh, okay. and stuff. Where we just don't stuff. Just come on us. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> but right, Mike's issue was that so uh, there was the episode where you were absent, right? Yes. And uh he uh not through your fault, it, you know schedules collide these these things happen um but i'd put that on the on the notes or something or, or on the patreon i can't remember something and uh and he was like cool where can we send our application in to be dom's replacement <laughs> and i was just you know we're just joking around with it and whatever but the the other he messaged me yesterday like asking when the next episode is coming out or something like that and asking about you he's waiting to see you in the stands at like the england games and whatever and uh and i said yeah the episode's coming out this that and the other and he was just like well i have to listen because i need to wait for my perfect opportunity for dom to be gone to uh intercept so you've got uh you've got a mark on your back, my friend. Wait, why am I the target? That's not fair. He knows the fucking show. He's seen it all before. That's not fair. <laughs> I think he wants to come on and be you. So like as if no one knows. It's just like, like a like, <laughs> like a Tammy situation. Oh, that's it's just not there's a queue now, isn't there? There's literally a line forming up for people that it's just, it's just gonna be knives in my back and they're all gonna be taking my my job. That's nice, though, right? It's, well, it's nice for you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Magdalena, I forgot to mention that. So you went from giving us, let's call it constructive feedback, 
at the beginning to now being a staff member let's call it you know a team member and you manage uh, and run the twitter which links below but not only do you you know manage the twitter and everything but sometimes you use it to bash me and dom (laughs) (laughs) i also do not know this so please explain Um, well okay so i promised jenna on twitter that I would comfort both of you for always coming after Jake. Leave him alone. He's he needs to be protected at all costs. He's precious and just any slander. I'm not tolerating that. I'm sorry. I mean, he's, got... he's gonna be he's gonna be fine unless he drops the soap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well... <laughs> It's because he's got a Polish last name, right? You said that because they misspelled his name on oh, the back God. of his jersey, right? In the very beginning of season one. Yes. Um, so I think like that obviously they say it's Jake Jagielski. If it was um, pronounced the way it should be in Polish, it would actually be Jagielski. Um, and yeah, so that's how I noticed because obviously it's a Polish name. So for me, spelling, I just... The thing is, though, I noticed it only, I w- so I forgot to say that, obviously, like, so you guys, I think your face, first episode aired, like, end of summer last year. And I actually watched, I uh, rewatched seasons one to four over summer, uh, just before you guys came on. And that was when I, when I was rewatching that, I've noticed. So, I've, I've like I said, I've seen the show probably about seven times. And this is where some have noticed it. But I think obviously the reason that it was easier for me to notice compared to you guys was that it is a Polish name. So it, it stuck out to me. Um, and um, yeah, I'm still waiting on you, Simon, to find out from, is it Wayne, um, whether they remade that jersey? Because hashtag justice for Jake. <laughs> if, I, if I email Wayne... <laughs> About something like this, I would be scared of his response. <laughs> yeah, I just block you on every social media. I, I actually think I, I actually think you'd get an email from someone else saying Wayne has taken a leave of absence. <laughs> what are you going to say? Wayne has taken his own life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! That turned really quickly. There was no note. He just printed out loads of emails about <laughs> replica jerseys. It just. <laughs> Kept saying dazzle cloth, dazzle cloth. <laughs> I just did it. How do you say, how do you say, uh, it's not Jagalski, but how do you say Jagalski again? Jagielski. Jagielski. Yep. Nice. Simon, you'll go? Jagielski. Almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it a competition now? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking about. I'm fucking about. Hola, honos cuevos, alas canta. I want to your podcast. So he's semen. <laughs> semen? <laughs> it's that that's how Google translates <laughs> that's how Google Translate said to say it. Soy semen. Your name I would be Simon. Simon. No, you, no semen. You've Simon. taught me that my name should be Simon. Simon. <laughs> Hello, I know you. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Magdalena. We're gonna talk about one tree hill today. We've spoken so much about One Tree Hill. Wait, just before, just before we get into it, we always do this at the end. And I have a fear that by the time we get to the end of the podcast, 
that we i don't know how many people are still listening so i uh we've we've had a couple uh patrons join so i just wanted to let's do the the shout outs now if that's cool and when i say a couple it was just one so we did at the beginning of the episode last week as well we did we did because we had a backlog because i didn't (laughs) forget we got a backlog I haven't heard anything back, by the way, from Amaya. You know, the in, out, in, out, shake it all about. <laughs> I was just going to ask about that. <laughs> I think Magda's oh. fixed it for us. <laughs> oh, no one will ever hear from her ever again. <laughs> so you're either in or out. It's like with a gang, you can't get out <laughs> without getting hurt. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. Well, we just have one this week. Um, so coming in at Junior Varsity, we have Ian. Ian! Welcome, Ian. You just became a raven. There we have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> for anybody else that wants to get involved, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But Magdalena, they also go through nets. Ravens <laughs> hoops dot net. Also, we're just we're throwing this stuff in now. Like Don mentioned, the Mighty Ravens podcast. We have a second channel which houses all of our other shows. The Mighty Nineties, which is about to have the biggest reboot in podcast history mad props a conversation with how we would have written it a mini series on tv shows dom the mighty ravens instagram tell us about it you're killing it on there at the mighty ravens i try and post a few bits every now and then just to keep people apprised of what's out there what's coming up that sort of thing most recently posting people's favorite films uh of the 90s that is uh, including my own and simon's um magdalena's of course and uh making sure that you know we're we're keeping out there keeping live keeping active and what's great is that some people had messaged me about some of other some other people's choices so like 10 things i hate about you in particular so many people messaged me and said i love this film it's great i'm so glad like someone picked it as a favorite film and i'm like hey we've podcasted about that go and listen to it and I, I think it's chloe who's like oh my god yeah why didn't i know this i'm gonna go and listen to it so hopefully chloe's listening to that and be, be nice to find out on our watch along tonight if she's had had a chance if not then you know we'll just uh, berate her until she does <laughs> but yeah yeah come and follow the page um if you want to talk to me talk to me and we'll keep posting about all the other wonderful podcast stuff we'll be doing we're on a few places on instagram so we're there the mighty ravens we're at ravens podcast for all of our one tree hill stuff if you're interested in some of my stuff i'm at simon podcasts i'm doing i do commentary as i'm watching through dawson's creek which has been fun and uh lots of mighty ducks related things which actually reminds me magdalena i was going to say on your story you saying about how the characters felt like your friends i fully relate to that because that's why the mighty ducks hold so much weight to me because when i was a kid that's exactly how I felt. And we've spoken about that many times. We, we've podcasted the Mighty Ducks um, with a cast member. So that's also on Mighty Ravens channel as well. But yeah, I fully get that. And then Magdalena, 
running things on Twitter. What's uh, what's the situation over there, Magdalena? Um, I was going to say, guys, come over to Twitter if you ever want to rant about what Simon and Dom are saying and we can band together against them. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But yeah, if anyone wants my opinions or talk to me, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Uh, so far, I mostly talk to Jenna over there. We're, we've been getting... Um, so we've got two two things in common, it turns out. Um, obviously, one to heal, love for Jake. Um, we actually talked about, as well, randomly, so the last episode, music moments, we both really love um, the Like a Man Possessed song and uh, Sun's Gonna Rise, and we're both saying how uh, we have um, danced around our room to Sun's Gonna, uh, gonna Rise more than once so um and she's also a britney fan so <laughs> we've been bonding over one to you and britney <laughs> but yeah if anyone wants to reach out to me i am on twitter um and they're uh raven's pod links for all of that will be below so much is happening with britney at the moment we could do several podcasts about that exciting should we, times should we get it in now Free Britney. Oh my Free goodness, Britney. that's going to be five hours minimum. So I don't think we've got to time today. We'll just oh, say like free just hashtag Free Britney. Yes. But could it also be it's hashtag Free Britney and hashtag Fuck Justin? Am I right? <laughs> You're right. He did kind of speak out recently, but um, no, we're not having that. We're not having that, Magdalena. She was yeah. He was doing the old, uh, oh, so bad. But look how good of a guy I am. Ooh. I, my, my wife and I, our first dance, you were there, Dom, was to a Justin Timberlake song, Until the End of Time, which I love that oh, song. Wasn't but... Crimea River. <laughs> I tell everyone it's Crimea River. <laughs> that's maybe so, why. Know, that's maybe you what know she you know, what's what my wife. It's first wedding. It's fucking weird. It was Crimea River. I was doing that with the li- I was like tiptoeing yeah. around in the leather jacket. That's actually that's actually uh pretty good for my voice. That's kind of my flow. Maybe that's why I don't like him anymore. I see. I see myself in him. <laughs> Free Britney. <laughs> Free Britney, though, for real, for real, for Free real. Britney. So, One Tree Hill is a show that we podcast about. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Wait, one last thing: Drama Queens. Okay, Drama Queens is real. It's a thing. It's happening. Uh, it's really good. I can't lie. I've been really enjoying it. Um, and, but what's interesting is i won't name them but somebody that we speak to on the regular who's a podcaster probably not living it down to it's probably living it down to a you know one of a few people isn't enjoying it and is actually well is enjoying it but is actually talking about potentially not even listening to it anymore um it'd be really interesting to have a conversation about that on the podcast at some point like a like a episode about it and perhaps that could be a way where we could include you dom into it where we could sort of be telling you about it without doing any of the spoiler stuff and saying this is what it's like this is what i like about it this is what i don't like about it and so on and so forth but what i will say 
is it's incredibly different to our podcast like when they're talking about so they just released the one about the pilot and they don't really talk about the storylines like they talk about what their experiences were behind the scenes and how they you know how it all came together and where they were living and this that and the other but they're not really focused on like how we do it and then you know lucas did this and nathan did this and this that and the other but i I think that's to be expected like i I did actually joke about it last week but you know in my joke there was a slight element of truth it's dvd extras but as a podcast that's all it is they're gonna throw on an episode throw on a season and they're gonna discuss it and they're gonna say oh yeah do you remember that guy and we did this and we did that. And I remember the production team being like this and it was really raining that day. And oh God, I was so cold, but I had to pretend it was summer. It's all it's ever going to be. They're not going to, they're not going to dig into storylines as kind of to the level that we have or will. I think that is my, my opinion on it. I think it's, it's like I said, it's going to be DVD extras, but on a podcast. I mean, it is really good. Like I can't lie. Like it comes out on a Monday. And so when I, if I'm like got, uh got my son in the morning and i'm up at like you know half six or something which to me is like the earliest like i'm preaching to the choir to dom that used to like get up at like two in the morning for work and stuff but that's not me i used to sleep until like 1 p.m when i was a teenager you know anyway but the it comes out at midnight um in the u.s so i sort of i'm listening to it as almost as soon as it comes out uh, and it's really good and that time goes really quickly but something that they have said which is kind of crazy we spoke about it a bit on the last episode but they kind of continued a little bit was they're kind of bashing the writing of the show um and saying the writing's kind of mediocre in that uh and there's a few elements around it where they're they're like we get i, I get it obviously there's negative connotations to it and they've had unpleasant horrible experiences and horrendous things and so that is difficult but it's kind of like so the person that i'll let them speak for themselves at some point if if they come on but was saying that i don't want to listen to a podcast where they're just going to spend the time bashing something that i love Mm. um and i'm not saying that they're bashing it super hard but there are hints of it and that could detract from it I don't know. I mean, Magdalena, you've you've heard it, right? What what are your thoughts? I was going to say that um, as well. Like I mentioned it. So obviously that was before the pilot's uh, podcast came out this week. But I mentioned it uh, at the what, uh, live watch along last week that I think that your pod, like when you guys first said, oh, they're coming out with what they're going to lose listeners and stuff. And I said that your podcasts are so different. And obviously it is showing now that even with, an episode now about the pilots they they built like they touched on what was happening in the episode but it was like very briefly so it is definitely I enjoyed because I like hearing like all the um behind the scenes stuff because I find it really interesting but it's definitely like totally different I think I actually quite like that they're releasing their podcast on Mondays and you guys on Tuesdays so I like to listen to them like yeah Monday Tuesday um so I enjoy it, but I would say that obviously, like, I think it's just how Dom said it is very much like a DVD extras behind the scenes stuff, which I really like. Um, so I will be listening. But yeah, there there was a few comments where it's just like, I understand that for them, it's very much, um, I think for the most part, they're talking about the fact that obviously they 
their characters were teenagers and they were very sexualized for their age. Uh, but I don't think, like, um, I wonder how it's going to progress with their commentary regarding the um, the writing later on, whether it is purely focused on the fact that they're meant to be teenagers now and um, it is that they're not doing what teenagers are doing. They're more, they're, they're more like college kids. Um or whether they have more to say about that. But obviously, I guess we'll see the, down the line. Uh, but I am mostly listening for, for the behind-the-scenes so- stories. I think I actually messaged you, Simon, yesterday that I was shocked. And it's quite funny because in this episode, episode 20, that we're talking about today, or we will get to eventually, <laughs> um, the scene at the end where Nathan scores the winning basket and there's like a slow motion scene. You can see so much um, Chad's uh, double. Like his face is there because obviously um, it's, uh, normally they would, sh- he's in scenes where it's quite quick, but obviously they've done a close up and like a slow motion to show Nathan getting the basket. But because of that, we can see clearly that it's not Chad. Um, as Lucas so what I found really interesting in the last episode was that the iconic Lucas dribbling the ball on the bridge that is like the opening credit that's also not Chad and um, I've got I've got secondhand embarrassment because (laughs) I just feel like I understand he's not good at basketball he cannot shoot baskets but surely that that wasn't like that complicated of a move to, for him to do. So I was like, no, the illusion has shattered. The most iconic visual is not him. So um, I find like tidbits like that very interesting. That, that is really interesting, actually, because I, I, I didn't know that. I'm not privy to, again, to that sort of information. So that some stuff like that is really interesting. And DVD extras, I will always watch. So I will always, you, you know, I I like things being pulled apart and worked out and this is how this worked and this happened and it's it makes it a lot more interesting and, and sometimes a bit more real as well so it is great to hear that I'm not knocking DVD extras but that's that's kind of the context you're going to get from that podcast I'd just like to say is out on a Monday ours is out on a Tuesday they're the warm-up act to our live event and our live like main show that's that's what I'm saying we are the main event we are the we are the thing is it they are just you know keeping the crowd going until we appear that's that's literally it <laughs> they're that band that come on at the beginning no one's really paying that much attention to and then pow we're there you always need someone to come on and just juggle for a minute you know <laughs> exactly crusty jugglers <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i i honestly it is really good like i'm really enjoying it uh, but it is very different and i was relieved how different it was i think Uh, and it has done wonders for us actually like we've had um a massive increase in listeners uh which is great i mean it also annoying because we've we've had uh we didn't have an episode come out yesterday like on general to the general podcasting world but uh yeah no it's awesome so cool so that's your favorite character your favorite season and top five tv shows of all time um, so I, because I was thinking about it, and I remember again watching and liking it from the beginning, and 
a lot of people that pick their f- favorite character based on like who they relate to the most. And I relate to the most to Haley. But my favorite character from the very beginning was Brooke. And I can't even like explain it rac- like in a rational way. I just was so drawn to her character. I wanted to look like her. I wanted to be like her. I wanted to like just be cool like her. She she seemed very like confident and obviously um like from the beginning even at like when she we can already see obviously we're in season two we can see her progression but even like from the beginning there was just something about her that straight away like I could feel that she wasn't this like you know silly promiscuous character you could you could see there was more to her than that um and I was like just very drawn to her um I remember I was both drawn to Brooke Davis but also like that made me kind of obsessed with Sophia Bush so you've got your Chad Michael Moore shrine I'm working on my Sophia Bush one <laughs> um but yeah so I was always into Brooke I remember as well so we've we're in season two and um you, you kind of touched on that with in your conversation with Barbara Allen Woods about how in season two like they all kind of figure out the makeup and the looks for the characters more compared to season one. And I think that's very evident with Brooke as well. And I remember like Brooke season two and three, a little bit season four, that was basically like my inspiration for my style in high school. So all those like colorful tunics, halter tops that like I I loved those. And I was like, that was my inspiration for how I was dressing. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, my name's Magdalena, and welcome to Brooke Davis Supremacy a One Tree Hill podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I was obsessed with again both Brooke and then Sophia. I remember always like watching, you know, those like late shows interviews, like um, when Sophia was on. I would always try to find the interviews online because. I was yeah quite obsessed with her and her raspy voice um and her dimples and I was yeah literally just massive girl crush on her um and I was gonna say as well so we talked again talked to Simon briefly about it yesterday that it's so funny that Sophia mentioned it on her um on the podcast on drama queens but i was gonna say that obviously because i was obsessed with sophia i was watching all her movies and my favorite movie is stay alive which is a horror movie where she plays such a badass um <laughs> she has like this black hair with a fringe and like red lipstick i just loved how she looked in it and like her character in that movie and um, she did that movie after season two, before season three. So slight spoiler, she's coming back in season three with bangs. And they talked about it, how she came back from shooting that movie. And they, like, one tree production didn't approve her changing her hair. And it was like this big deal. It was like, what, 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 since when do you have bangs? What, what's going on kind of thing? And I also noticed the funny parallel because... She left season two to do a horror movie and cut her hair for it. And then Chad Malcolm Moore left season one to do a horror movie, House of Wax, and cut his hair for it. And I wonder whether the reaction to his haircut was the same. Um, and I'm guessing now because double standards for men and women. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's an interesting parallel. At least Sophia didn't have to wear a wig like Chad in the first episode of season two, where they were <laughs> the the dream sequence sequence uh, at the dance funeral. So I think yeah. So obsessed with Brooke, obsessed with Sophia Bush. Um, I think what we were talking about with like the One to Hill website about music, they also had a website about style. So I remember from the very beginning, always looking at that website um, with all the outfits, although for them, because they were doing it as the show was coming out. So they were actually linking actual items that the characters were wearing. So not all the looks were featured because not everything was found. So um, uh, I've actually like um, recently found an Instagram account that posts all the looks of uh, from One Tree Hill in chronological order as well. So I really love that because obviously, like, I think they're actually close to where you guys are. I think they're like middle of season two at the minute. So it goes quite nicely. Like, obviously, I listen to your podcast and also I can check out all the looks because the girl that runs it posts all Brooke looks, but also like side characters like Anna as well. Stuff like that's my favorite Instagram account now when it comes to, to um, One to Hill because I just I've wanted to make one myself, but I was too lazy. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, someone's, someone's doing it for me. This is great. Um, so yeah, for me, Again, One Tree Hill, not a show, but more like Friends, but also the the fashion in it as well. And I think now with Y2K coming back as well, it is becoming more relevant again. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Brooke's the favourite character. Which is the favourite season? (sighs) I hate that question because I don't think I've got a favourite. I would say... Technically, similar to most people, three or four, probably three. But I, like, I don't have, I don't think I've got a favorite. I think, like, the first four seasons are more nostalgic to me. But I don't think, like, so I feel like they're better. But I think they're better because of the nostalgia, not the actual show, because I enjoy all seasons. I think slightly don't like season six for reasons I can say without spoiling it at the moment. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I like, I know a lot of people say, oh, the season seven or whatever, they don't really, they're not a fan of. And I, I think like, I love all of them, but I, I find the seasons one to four more special, more nostalgic because I was watching them. Well, they were in high school. I was in high school and like, it was, like I said, felt like friends. And I think that one, it's just more nostalgic, but I, I I love all of them honestly. And season two, everyone hates it, and I, I obviously I don't like what's happening with Nayli, but I like the season as in, like, it's entertaining to watch, and I think it's well made, and obviously like hate seeing them apart and stuff like that, but it's there are some good scenes because of that, so I don't I'm, I definitely don't hate season two, and I. I also, again, because I'm obsessed with Brooke, I actually like season two for the reason where we see her development a lot, like her her becoming the president, the school president. I think that that's the season where like we can really see her growth for the like for the first time. 
So I really enjoy that season. It's not my favorite, but I do enjoy it. It's not one of those where like, oh no, I can't wait for it to end. And what about your top five TV shows of all time? Okay, so Wancha Hill, obviously. And actually, again, like with podcasts, that's the only show that's not crime related. That's my favorite. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, I would say Criminal Minds. Um, because that was like probably one of the first like crime shows that I I was watching. I was watching it probably when I was too young to be watching it with my mum. So definitely Criminal Minds. Um, Cold Case, that's also like an older show. Um, I think I just really liked how they, the way it was shot with, because obviously I don't know if you guys seen the show or heard of the show, it's a true crime show where, like the name suggests, cold case. So there's a detective that looks at cold cases, so cases that are really old and unsolved. And I just like how the way they're shooting it, they obviously have the same character both in like recent time and also. So if they go to talk to witnesses and stuff, there's like 20, 30 or 40 years before. So they have different actors playing the same character. And usually at the end, they have like a kind of like flashbacks of the same scenes like with the same witness then and now so I just I think it's like we shot really nicely I like the whole um flashbacks with different actors because obviously the the time difference is so long so I, I really like that show um Prodigal Son which is a new show which has two seasons and just got cancelled oh, Netflix, please buy it and renew it. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I think it's such a great show. I normally like wouldn't put a show that's so new as my favorite, but I, I found out about it because Bellamy Young is in it from Scandal. She used to play um, Melly Grant on Scandal, and her character actually is my favorite on the show. And um, Funny enough, side note, I don't know. She's a bit too young to play Sophia Bush's mom, but I think like some of they look quite similar and I, I would love to see them in a movie together. Um, but yeah, so uh, Prodigal Son, great show. I'm so sad that it's been cancelled. Um, it's basically um, about um, this family and the dad is a serial killer that's in prison. Um, and the son, um, he's like a criminal profiler, so he helps police with finding um, who, who who the perpetrators are of, of different crimes that are happening. And he he yeah, it's just a great show. I I do recommend. I don't know why it's been cancelled. It's a travesty, and uh, yeah. And the last one, I don't know if it would count as a show because it's one season of it but you know how when you get shows that have kind of each season is a different story um yeah. so i i still would pick uh, the american crime story of oh, people versus oj so i think season mm-hmm. two they did about the uh, gianni versace murder but the oj simpson one brilliant so um it's just the cast and i think the way they did it, obviously, I know quite a bit about true crime, and I know that it was done like it was very accurate to what actually happened. 
there, there obviously like some discrepancies, but I just like that it was very accurate to the real, um, real story. So and the acting was amazing. So uh, I think Sterling K. Brown and Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. Um, Sarah Paulson, like just great cast and just David Trimmer as well, isn't it? Sorry, isn't David Trimmer in it as well? Yes. Yeah, yes. he's, very he's uh, Kardashian, right? One of the Kardashians, yeah. Yeah, so that is definitely... I've seen that show probably 10 times. Mind wow. you, I still love One to Hill more, but obviously One to Hill has nine seasons. This this is just one season, and I think it's like 10 or 12 episodes, so much easier to rewatch over and over. <laughs> but yeah, um, great, great show, really well, well done. So that's the five. It's a nice. solid five. That is a solid... Solid five. I was well, saying, oh, I'm gonna like disappoint you guys because I don't want any of those like friends. How I met your mother, I don't know. Like, I think New Girl, you were talking about this show. I just don't like One Tree Hill and True Crime, those are my two. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine that, with us. That's not that works. That works. Sure. We like it's it's good to see people with a variety, you know, it's good to have differences. Um, but let's speaking of differences. This episode is all of the differences. In fact, you could say everything is different in this episode because we've got a motherfucking dream sequence episode, <laughs> which um, is, is one of my favorites, uh, not just of season two, but of the of the whole show. I really like the angle of this. I mean, I think it is a bit of a risk. You know, it, sometimes shows do things like this and it doesn't pay off. And we you know we'll discuss whether you guys think that it did pay off or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Dom, let's start start with you. I mean, just in general, the the idea of this episode. Clearly, the production team and everyone have put a lot of effort into this one. Not to say they don't in every one, but you can tell this is like a like a marquee episode, like wardrobe design and everything's changed, and they've gone into so much detail. Like a lot of the dialogue is you know, repurposed from season one and so on and so forth. I mean, as a, just as a concept, what did you think of it? I've never been a fan of dream sequences in, in films or TV shows. I find them really difficult, sometimes uh, frustratingly unrealistic. Um, But this actually has some good elements. I'm not, I'm not entirely in terms of my verdicts, my judgments of this episode, I, th- I think we're going to differ because although, although, no, no, I know. Although the performances are, are good and um, it's, it is quite interesting to see roles reversed and slight differences and changes in, in, in the characters. Um, they're essentially just playing their opposites, aren't they? That's, that's kind of what's going on. And, Part of me, I'm of two schools of thought. Part of me is, is it really necessary? Did we need this episode? Did we need to really worry what's going on in Nathan's head, you know, while he's in his coma, which, you know, I, I'd predicted on the night when we're doing the watch along, he paused it and said, you know, after like a couple of minutes, I think it was, and you said, Don, what's going on here? And I said, it's going to be his like coma dream. Coma dream is probably the wrong way of describing it, but essentially he's unconscious and this is what he's imagining and, you know, is creating in his own little world. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm on board with it. 
I'm really not sure I'm on board with it. It's to me, it's uh, it's a way of it's a way of like rounding off the season. We're, we're we're coming to the end of the season. We need to whack in an episode because actually we we've only got two episodes worth of content. Let's do a topsy turvy one. And I, I'm not sure where I'm at with it. I'm not sure where I'm at with it. I'm not sure I'm keen. I'm so sorry. The, the I, disappointment in Simon's eyes right now is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I'm I'm just considering like the time like of night, um, like the, the the drives. Probably about a ten minute drive to where you are now. <laughs> I'm just thinking if I could grab the soap from upstairs on the way and just wash your filthy mouth out. You horrendous human. I can't believe I podcast with you. I can't believe it. Well, apparently Mike's waiting to take it. <laughs> Please do you feel like, free. Do you like this episode, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what I'm joking around. I, I I see what you're saying. Um, I think I get wrapped into the the shimmer of it. Like I like to see, oh, I like to see Chad playing the antagonist, and I like seeing deb deb's den like i love that i love that concept um and i love just flipping it around i love see i love seeing dan as the um sort of the subordinate so to speak you know whitey's assistant um i kind of just love all of those role reversals but i mean i get what you're saying from like a big picture situation Uh, out of all of it dan's character is the one that didn't change for me so I, I'm I'm sure we'll get to it when you know Magdalena decides what character we're going to discuss. But in terms of discussing the characters, really, I, I actually don't I don't think the character discussion is going to take that long because it was talking about something that happened last se- like the beginning of last season. So this is the first episode again, just with the roles reversed. So it's just the the conversation is kind of how did James Lafferty do at being the nicer kid <laughs> um, and playing the, that kind of role. I actually think Chad isn't good in the James, in the nasty brother role. I, I, I didn't think he was very good at it um, because maybe because I'm just so used to him being the nicer one. I, 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 and I think it was bothering me. I think James maybe had the face a little bit more for being a bit nastier and then being nice because because he's developed into this nice person and chad has just got that that kind of nice kind of niceness about him hasn't he there's just that not necessarily not an aura but just the look of him it's like you it's like i'm looking at you and watching you be horrible to people and that's not right that doesn't sit well (laughs) with me so it just felt very unnatural (laughs) from the (laughs) get-go what Magdalene, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I respect you as a human. <laughs> no, you don't. And a... <laughs> you fucking don't. <laughs> you slag. <laughs> Magdalena, what, what do you think as a concept, you know, this episode? I think what I've noticed, I just wanted to say what I've noticed from Dom's um, comments and reactions there's a like me and him are the opposite when it comes to those like filler episodes I actually really like them some of my favorite ones are like the game the game night in season one like the the episodes that technically don't um really further the action much 
but they're just special and I actually really like them so yeah when it comes to Dami and Dom we're gonna definitely have a lot of disagreements because I this is I said that you said it now and I said that during the like watch along that this is one of my favorite episodes of the whole show not just this season so yeah I really liked it also like I studied psychology in uh, at uni so I really enjoyed the whole like obviously it's them exploring the whole nature versus nurture and who will change when the things are like the roles are slightly reversed who remains the same um so I found it quite interesting. I think it was shot really well as well. So, um, yeah, I like those episodes. That's the thing. I, like, some of my favourite episodes are the ones that are, again, not really pushing the the pot much, but I, they're, they're just in, different and interesting. So. Just for, for me, it comes back to the, as much as it's interesting to see the, the opposite, you know, views... And and it's almost that um, it's an alternate reality, isn't it? Essentially, you know, we talk about uh, this series and One Tree Hill not having a supernatural element. And when you add a dream sequence in, it adds that supernatural element for me. It kind of puts in the unrealistic. And that's where that's where I start to get a bit lost. I watch science fiction. I, I love science fiction. I love Star Trek. There's a lot of like random weird shit that happens that, you know, they there's holograms there's all sorts of weird stuff so I like that sort of thing but when it's in a realistic show and all the way along so for 41 episodes we've talked about it's real there's no supernatural element and blah 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 blah. and then we get to this and it's like okay it's 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 a complete it's a complete game changer but do you know why you are conflicting with yourself Dom because we have had a dream sequence before and you fucking loved it. This, you was this that love the Haley dream? Yeah. Okay. So, 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 but it wasn't a whole episode. It was just a brief no. moment of time. I know. And she wakes up and she's like, oh, and turns her alarm on, carries on. So, okay, yeah. fine. That, that kind of slots in as nice and easy. Um, and and it's, <laughs> it's kind of like quite forgettable. It was played for laughs, that one. It was like just a comical part. You had Tim in a cheerleader's outfit and Nathan was like shirtless or naked or something. And it was sort of done yeah. as a joke. I get it. Uh, but, but this I is, mean, the, the, it almost feels like, oh, you know what we should do? We should test to see what the show would have been like had we flipped things around. You know, if if uh, Karen was did marry Dan. And uh, what would it have been like if Chad had actually got the role of Nathan? And well, that's, that's what he was show. offered originally. Exactly. He was offered yeah. and he said he related more to the Lucas character because it was more close to like his real life. Which which makes sense because it, it, it just feels a lot more comfortable. And not to say that James Lafferty is anything like Nathan in real life, but there'll be elements of that performance that he can draw from himself. But the basketball is a perfect example. I didn't know that um, Tamar Kamari couldn't even walk with a basketball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the fact that he can't even do that he, he's not going to be able to play a bastard is he <laughs> well okay let's 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 dive in a little bit firstly just to say so from the very beginning i think the first hoodie that we made for our merch store was deb's den hoodie and the reason is because i've been looking for about a year and a half 
and, and I'm, as someone that I'm not saying that I'm like gifted with this stuff, but I'm been pretty, I'm pretty good at tracking stuff down that I want, like, you know, like props and jerseys and things, but I have never, never been able to find this hoodie. So when they did this episode, they must've made, I don't know, 50 hoodies that are Nike hoodies, gray Nike hoodies with the Deb's Den logo on the back for the cast and crew and instead uh, of the the keith scott motors one isn't it is that's that was the replacement yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly and so they so these exist that were given to to cast and crew and whatever and you can see online like you know years ago five years ago seven years ago you can see where they were like on ebay and listed here there and everywhere like i've never been able to find one and like i mean i've gone to the depths of um like i i communicated with like the head camera guy for all nine seasons i got a hoodie off of him that was <laughs> a different one but you know he never got that one and i even spoke to john nordstrom the composer about it but he wasn't on that season he started in season three so eventually i'm hoping to track one down but anyway because i couldn't i was like well we're gonna make our own stuff let's make there must be other people that want this hoodie as well so let's make it in our own store so it does exist so we have it uh nathaniel one of our patrons and loyal listeners and friends he did the logo thing for me like you know made it transparent and high definition and whatever so it is available but that is the reason was because i wanted that hoodie so i've been waiting you know 42 episodes or however many episodes it is dom for you to be able to get the reference of something that's been in our merch store since like the second episode yeah i I, and i totally you know thought that deb would my prediction was always that deb would open her own spot you know dan had said you know oh, there's this vacant bit of space and there's me thinking this is going to be deb's den then deb partners up with karen and i'm thinking she's gonna have a little corner with a bar or something like that and it's going to be deb's den and yeah all these little eccentric ideas i had and it was all a dream <laughs> and if you and if deb's den was real you and i would be in there all of the time and <laughs> and you would definitely be that guy that's like let me buy you let me buy you a beer deb and she's like you <laughs> have told you i don't drink and he's like 20 dollars on the river court boys that's so you i saw it i was like there's dom <laughs> Just like the mess at the end of the bar. Excellent. <laughs> you slag. You slag. How are you, Dan? Oh, dear. And he got all excited when Nathan's like, you should have like topless women in here. And he's like, now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just but... wanted to say that, Simon, your perseverance is both inspiring, but also scary. <laughs> I'm trying to get like, these props. I believe you can track anyone down at this point. It's, <laughs> it's a scary life skill that he holds. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and me, Magdalena, were cut from the same cloth. Okay, well, so let's 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 talk about it. So how should we do this one? I mean, we could do it by character, but it kind of Nathan kind of weaves through most of it. I mean, who do you want to start with, Magdalena? I'm with Lex. I think this is a Nathan-centered episode and we should start with Nathan. <laughs> so I do like it. Um, and I was thinking, should we just go through the dream sequence first and then at the end? And like, 
she's at the very end go back go to the actual timeline yeah let's do it so how how does it begin so we first see Nathan when he shows up in his Debs Den hoodie at yep. the River Court uh, with the River Court guys. And he he shows up with a letter from the High Flyers, which he hasn't opened himself yet. So the guys open it for him. And he's, he's uh, finding out that he's a finalist. So he's been considered for the High Flyers uh, camp. Obviously... I think again we were how how uh, Don was saying it is a bit of like the, we were just talking about a pilot episode, but if the roles are reversed, so a lot of it you guys already discussed in the pilot. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think it's quite interesting to notice like the differences. We're obviously high flyers when it comes to um, it didn't come in, in; it wasn't talked about in in the pilot episode, but we have it here straight away, where Nathan's applied and and he's in the final. Um, he then, um, I think, oh, on, I, I believe that's on his way back from the River Court. He's gets nearly run over by Lucas and Peyton. Well, can um, I just can I just say that I think that what's interesting about this is that they they are remaining as their own characters within within the universe, if that makes sense. Like Nathan isn't playing Lucas; like he's doing he's being Nathan, but a version of Nathan. If this that you know, if if the cards had fallen that way, and so they they still keep some of their idiosyncrasies of their character which i think is good so like when lucas almost runs nathan over the the insults they trade back and forth are still like insults that their characters would have said in the real universe and i thought those were those were good touches and then also don because you're not able to to know but on the drama queens podcast they said that especially at the beginning of season one like do you remember when they had in the pilot i'm dirty dog you know and like coming in it's sort of fast and furious like they were saying that they were trying to get the essence and capitalizing off of eight mile at the time and so the whole sort of you know hood up jogging you know you know like how uh eminem in eight mile would have his hood up and you know be like getting himself in the zone and whatever like i think uh some of that was coming from that so but, but it was ironic that then they just said that on the last episode and we're watching this one and it's, you know, back references to running with the hood up and whatever, which I never understand because surely you are now really, really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Like you are making yourself hotter. (laughs) It works for some people, right? That's that's kind of the the object. The method. Yeah. Although you can't see, you could very easily get hit by a car, especially if you're listening to music. Yes. yes. Bad idea. Bad idea, people. Well, what were you thinking then, Dom? So as this stuff's happening and, you know, Nathan's interacting with people, he goes to Deb's Den, which has got the such a cool logo. <laughs> I love Deb's Den. I want to open Deb's Den. I think we should go to Wilmington and open Deb's Den, which I just have to say, sorry to go all over the place, but FWB, Friends with Benefits, the, the organization that is, you know, the charity nonprofit that puts on these conventions that we're going to go to in 2025 have just announced, and this is going to blow your mind, 
that they are opening a One Tree Hill themed Airbnb. <laughs> Which, guess what? That's where we're staying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's I think Deb's then, like, in, straight away has such a much cooler vibe than Karen's Cafe when we first see it. <laughs> it's just like, this the place you want to hang out at. For sure, definitely. Though we do know that Karen does serve beers because she gave Keith a beer at some point, which uh, we sort of questioned, unless that was just like from her private stash, her private fridge. <laughs> I mean, Keith uh, probably has coolers at work. At current, it's, it's probably Keith's cooler anyway. He just keeps it at every place he goes to a lot. So If if Keith opened a bar, it'd be called Frosties. <laughs> <laughs> But Dom, so what are you thinking? Nathan's like interweaving between these characters. What what were your thoughts? Uh well, you asked me the question sort of very early on when we were doing the watch along and, and said kind of what's going on, what's happening. And I I suggested it was a dream, but it's it is it is a fairly interesting angle to watch Nathan and exactly like you said, they're playing their characters just differently. Um so that is that is quite an interesting perspective to have you know it wasn't james lafferty playing lucas it was james lafferty playing nathan as lucas yeah or, or you know playing lucas as nathan you know whatever way around you want to interpret it he was he was living that lifestyle but still being you know the son of deb and very much separated from a father and you know a, a nice upbringing but kind of What's what's quite strange is that although he hasn't had the the family, he's kind of he walks into Deb's den and has the family because everyone you know interacts with him and it it's just it's quite nice to see that um, some of the nastier things that um, I, I guess Chad Michael Murray has had to put up with in terms of the being thrown into mud and all of that that James Lafferty has now had to suffer that as well. <laughs> at the hands of Narion, who was uh, you know our Raven yes. guy. Was also he also got to throw him into the swampy puddle. I should have he, got him to come on as a secret guest. <laughs> I, like, I should yeah, have. He's, he's made it. He's made it in again. <laughs> um, but I, it, it's difficult. It's difficult to talk about it in any way that is going to come that isn't going to come across as me saying, like, okay, him and Lucas have switched roles. But it's just kind of. Because it's it's very matter of fact. It's kind of how I saw the episode. It's just okay. He's just imagining what it would be like to be the other way around. So it's almost like he wishes. This is what Nathan is wishing. Nathan wished that this is this this were the events that him and Deb were just left on their own. Because him and him and Deb over the last sort of two episodes are starting to reconnect, and um, she's even tried to do that through Cooper. Um, and oh, I realised like one of my predictions came right as well on the last episode in this what was this when i know because she goes into rehab did she go into rehab in the last episode she goes at the end of this one the end of this one so like that was one of my predictions is that she'll end up in some mm-hmm. sort of rehab um so just you know little nod to myself there get well and, <laughs> and while we're talking about your predictions uh did did was there a potential hint of one of your biggest predictions from day one in this episode about uh who the real daddy is yes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I'm, I'm more convinced now than ever more convinced now than ever 
I mean, that... Keith is definitely the fucking dad of Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> he is the slab of beef. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't the, he wasn't the dad of everyone in One Tree Hill. He's Payne's okay. dad, he's Brooke's dad, he's Jake's dad. That beef got around. That beef, that beef is sliding in and out of over place. That oh, is God. really funny as well because... I swear the guy, the girls on Drama Queen said that, oh, like, they're especially, I think, Bethany, that they all fancied um, Craig Sheffer when they started filming Montreal. They were into the young guys. It was like, Keith Sheffer was like, he's, he's so good looking. So, yeah, everyone wanted Keith. Slap um, of beef. Yep. Eek. <laughs> oh. I think what you said as well, like, that this is how you said that this is how Nathan wishes things work. When he wakes up, he says, I thought I went to heaven. So this scenario is like heaven for him. It is the positive outcome that he would like. And I also, side note, I find it quite interesting, a little detail that um, obviously um, in this scenario, Deb didn't marry um dan but in this scenario he um nathan has her her last name so it's nathan lee whereas obviously in real timeline despite karen not marrying dan she she's chose to give him dan's name anyway so i like that they went with that and it's not nathan scott it's nathan lee in this version so yeah i I like that as well i i that's one thing that i sort of had picked up on um at the time and i said to myself actually it's really interesting because he he's in a position of just like hating his dad so much he doesn't want he doesn't even want to take his name in a fantasy he's not even gonna it it doesn't even happen in his head in his head it's just completely separate from him and you know it's almost like he's saying lucas this is what you should have done you should have just being row is it row it's row isn't it yeah you should have been lucas row job done that's it you never have to consider the scott name you know you wouldn't have had to deface the back of your jersey uh, by ripping the name off <laughs> uh it's keith's last name too that was always a good thing in mm. the beginning of season one i that He's is really already you mean <laughs> sure we'll see but I, I also liked how Nathan was interacting with the River Court guys. It was quite natural, but they had like a different dynamic. Like, I mean, similar dynamic, but it was sort of, you know, playing to sort of Nathan's uh, personality. Um, this just on cue has happened again. <laughs> oh, I, I was saying that. I, oh, my God. I was saying I'm cancelling that my appearance of Luna is in isn't here <laughs> luna seems to like to get to about this point of the podcast and just turn over and open her legs just, she must she have heard us talking about keith <laughs> um so, well keith let's talk about keith keith is, i think this is just how we're gonna have to do this one we're just sort of get all around weave. and just sort of let's talk weave. about it let's weave yeah weave i like that Keith is <laughs> Keith had some of my favorite lines, favorite lines, right when he's introduced when he's in the dealership and he's selling the car to that guy, to the random guy. And he's just like, this car will get you laid. <laughs> and like <laughs> he's putting on the sort of like schmutz and whatever. And uh, and then he gives 
gives Dan a hard time, calls him boozy. Um, I love it. And he has this, uh, he has this sort of laugh. He says something like, oh, imagine if you'd married, you know, Deb and you could have got her parents, all of her parents' money. And he's like, nah, and just sort of goes off into his office. <laughs> I mean, what did you guys think of, of Keith this way? Uh, watching Craig Sheffer play Nasty is actually like fr- from the perspective of not liking or not not enjoying watching um, Chad Michael Murray play Nasty. I actually did quite like seeing Keith and Craig Sheffer play like the the little bit of a bad boy, you know. And it's almost like it's in there, it's within him because it's in his genes, but he suppresses it, he hides it. He's just not a total dick. But it was quite good to see him play that. The the thing I struggle with is although he had this control over Dan, um, that you know Dan kind of accepted, but Dan wasn't very different for me. So he's the only character that didn't really like change either way a little bit, but not a lot. But everyone else was kind of, ex- with the exception of the girls. I, I, like when I say people have changed, you know, it's obviously the the main kind of family um, of the show, the the Scotts slash Lees and Rose. They've all they've all gone into like opposite land, whereas everyone else has kind of remained the same. And it just felt like yeah, Craig. Sheffer took it on really well and and you know totally could have been Dan I think totally could have been Dan if if it was recasted and Magdalena he's sleeping with Karen how did you feel about that I mean I wanted to say just in general actually like I enjoyed uh Craig Sheffer's portrayal of like the bad boy Keith but I didn't like I personally think, in my opinion, I feel like even when if if the situation was that um obviously that uh, Dan married Karen and I think he would be actually the person that wouldn't change. I I don't like he's because uh, we we've seen him talk about how like obviously like Dan kind of stole his idea when it comes to the car dealership and. He got there first because of Deb's family money. But like, I feel like even if he was successful the way he is in this scenario, he wouldn't be the done kind of character. I feel he would still remain like a humble uh, person, just nice person. So I feel like that was the only character where I was like, mm, I don't, I don't see it happening that way. If it were, if the roles were sort of reversed, I feel like he would remain um, the way he was. So. To me, like, yeah, him being, like, rude to Dan and then sleeping with Karen, I, I don't know, like, um, but it was enjoyable, to, like, fun to watch. It was interesting to see him like that, but I don't think that would be the case. I think maybe it's because, obviously, this is Nathan's dream and he doesn't know Keith as much as Lucas in, like, the real timeline. So his dream version, maybe he just, he doesn't know him as well, so he... He he gets the opposite version of him, but I think like if if you if you know no Keith, it, like to me he would have stayed the same. I think even if he was more successful. And speaking of more success, Karen has a uh, a string, a line, a train. Yeah, of of <laughs> cafes. Um, what did we think and about? Dozen will do. And even dozen <laughs> will do. So, what did we think of that change, Magdalena? What did you think? 
I think that was quite interesting. I think, um, and that was quite realistic in my opinion as well, in the sense that obviously, like, in real time, like, she's quite, like, um, she's a good businesswoman. She, she, she works hard. And I think, obviously, because she has the support of a husband, she's not a single mom. She has more opportunity to go out there and expand her business. So, um, yeah, again, not big fan of the whole, like, Karen and Keith sleeping together behind Dan's back, even though obviously not a biggest fan of Dan either, but I think it's still two two wrongs don't make a right. Um but yeah with the with the cafes, go Karen. <laughs> and Dom, what do you think? The, the the Karen situation is that like like again, Moira Kelly, I think, played uh bitchiness quite well. And it's it's an interesting reflection of how Deb was originally perceived maybe because you know the whole point is that they're playing the opposites aren't they so did Nathan originally perceive Deb as being this bit of a bitch that just cared about work and cheating because that that's kind of that storyline isn't it she like Nathan finds out that Deb has cheated before through Dan and it's kind of we know that she's also slept with um we know that Deb has slept with Keith, so he's kind of mixing those those two worlds, and it's kind of okay. This is how I see my mum. Uh, it'll be interesting if that's what was going on with Lucas's mum, and that's that's the changeover for me. Projecting, yes, yes, absolutely, and I, I think she does it really well, and it it kind of shows that you know I think Nathan has kind of low, quite a low opinion of uh, Deb at the moment and and as they're going through things and and battling through things you know even now they're coming back together they kind of hopefully she's gonna fight her addiction and so on and and Nathan will find out about it but be supportive because she's now started to become you know supportive of him but the the traveling and being away a lot and finding out that she's not always been faithful to Dan um is is just the view Nathan has of his mum and he's projected that into into being Karen's character for this episode and then Deb in the episode has turned into what he wants which is actually what Karen is nice yeah well well put well put. it's really confusing <laughs> you guys are doing a good job well what about Dan the man so you're saying he's not changed as much, which I get that that is true. He's kind of got a lot of his same. He hasn't changed like economically, like he still has the big house and, and he's just sort of changed in that now he's more downtrodden than and he's not like the brash kind of guy. Well, I mean, economically, he's yeah, I think, I think that's a good way of putting it. But I think it's it's Karen's money in this. It's because he's just the the assistant coach kind of thing. And he he is just kind of living off his wife's money, which fine. Okay. If, if that's what suits both of them, then that's how it's got to be. Um, but his character in terms of sensibility, isn't any different. Nathan is different. Lucas is different. Karen and Deb are both switched, you know, essentially. And Keith is very different, but Dan is the same. I guess to a certain degree, that's important and integral to the storyline because he has to stay the same, right? Or did I did I just ruin what you was about to say? My bad. And you didn't ruin it, but that's exactly what I was going to come to as well. Is that actually this is the worldview of Dan? 
is that even if Keith has the higher status and is the boss and is in charge and Dan has that moment and that, that, that almost inkling of, yes, brother, okay, I'll do what you say. And he disappears, doesn't he? When he like leaves, is it leaves the garage or whatever and he goes off back to the school or home you then still you you kind of get this impression that dan's going to be the nice one he's going to then take on the keith role and it's going to be he's going to be a lot calmer and and give out better advice and um just kind of try and be a better dad towards uh lucas who is playing you, you know his close son at the time but actually in in retrospect it's it's all it's all the same Dan is going to be a bastard no matter what. And that is, that is Nathan's view, you know, conscious and subconscious. Magdalena. I would slightly disagree with you guys in the sense that like, (laughs) sorry, sorry. Waiting room. (laughs) Um, I think like he's the same in a sense that he still, he has the same, like regrets of not becoming this big big basketball star we still see him like rewatching his high school glory days and he still pushes his son so this time Lucas to be the basketball player that he didn't get to be um, and he still pushes his dreams onto him but I feel like there's slight differences are there in like the real down he's very cocky Whereas mm. this, like, you can see, like, for ex- even, like, one of the first scenes where um, where he asks Karen, like, oh, are you going to be home for dinner? Like, you can see that, like, very, like, he, he's not as confident as the real Dan. And he, you can, you can, I almost, like, felt sorry for Dan in that scene, like, when, when he's asking Karen, are you going to be home for dinner? And, like, you can, you can kind of be like, oh, like, his son doesn't want to spend time with him. His wife doesn't want to spend time with him. But like he seems a bit like he's still he's still a, an ass, but he seems nicer than the real Dan still slightly. Like there is that. Like I think that scene stood out for me where I was like, oh, I, like I wanted to give him a hug. I was like, and I don't normally feel about like that about Dan. So I think there's still not big differences as there are with Nathan and Lucas, but there are slight differences there still with like that level of confidence and with like how um like i said i think his character here is more driven by regret rather than like um the man kind of attitude he has in real life well dan is the assistant coach dom you got a slight spoiler when we spoke to paul johansson because he brought out the jacket which I was, and I've said many times, I thought it was going to be the jacket that he puts on when he's like, he takes over from Whitey for that game in season one. And it's just like the Navy sort of shiny jacket. And it just says Ravens on the side. Then when he came out with this jacket, I was like a bit confused. I was like, okay. And like at, at the time we were recording that conversation, I was incredibly nervous because talking, <laughs> I was, you know, talking to someone that, you know, I was fanboying. Um, but afterwards, I mean, obviously this jacket is so much better than that that one. Um, but then I obviously realized, oh yeah, okay, it's from like the dream sequence episode, which to me is like, oh, that's even that's like iconic because this is is something, you know, that may or may not ever happen, you know, in the show later in real life or not. 
but it's kind of this is a memorable episode i think if so if i was to say oh you've got a prop from what episode you could say oh the episode in season two where they switch places it's like oh right yeah okay of course and you're down to the but my question to you dom is that when you saw that and you know that this is going to enter the show at some point and i think i told you it was in season two how did you think it was going to materialize did you think that he was going to become the assistant coach at some point in real life well yeah my my prediction was that um something would happen to whitey and something would kind of happen to dan that meant that his pace of life would have to have to change but it was mostly centered around whitey and then as soon as whitey started having issues with his eyes and then there was potential for tumor and stuff like that i thought maybe whitey has to have a season out so when they get to the next basketball season, Dan will step up and take over. They won't be able to call himself the head coach. He'll have to be an assistant coach because Whitey is still listed as the head coach. And then when he comes back, he, he you know, retakes over the team. And that's where I thought the show was going to go. That's, that's what I had predicted and kind of thought was going to happen. And it turns out it was all, again, it was all a dream. It was all <laughs> you know, a dream. I mean, that's not to say that it's not going to happen. It's not to, that's not to say that some of, nathan's um dream isn't you know a slight premonition you never know these things can happen uh, and the the lucas reveal uh, that keith is the real dad is <laughs> also is also still on the cards you know if it's, if it's not hinted at you know massively and, and basically uh, confirming my original suspicions until i see documentation that says otherwise um, i'm a believer oldest prediction in the history of this podcast yes totally yeah it definitely is and it will it will stand you know the 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 test of well I say time but it essentially you know the the proof from them that I basically I need it I need it to I need to see birth certificates or some sort of DNA testing (laughs) DNA test I need something. Listen, I need listening back to that pilot uh, when we're said when it's all said and done will be so interesting to see you know <laughs> how w- what you got and what and what you didn't. Uh, but I mean, so yes, you know the origin of the jacket. Like, what what did you think? What do you think of it now as a prop? You know that what it is. It's it's a great episode to have a prop from, though, isn't it? You know this this isn't this isn't just an episode where it's just a standard day in in tree hill it's not just another day at school where teenage problems happen this is the the topsy turvy episode where <laughs> you've got you've got a prop from that exactly exactly like you said i i can uh highlight this episode you might say oh you know do you remember episode seven where this kind of happened that happened and people go oh yeah okay oh, did this happen as well like, no no that's the episode like free later makes no sense you say topsy turvy episode people are like yes i'm on that i know that one <laughs> i remember that one yeah i don't it really think stands out it really stands out and it's very memorable it's uh i will be bringing the jacket to wilmington of course even if it's like whatever degrees <laughs> if it's in the height <laughs> of summer i don't care i'll sweat through it <laughs> i'll be <People>. bringing whitey <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say people can you know can try it on and stuff but you know what i how what i'm no. like with that stuff dom i don't know they can't try it on they can't try it on can they there's there's, there's chicken spitters out there and we're not having that <laughs> we're not having that near this jacket chicken spitters no chance <laughs> i could just imagine like we're like in the convention or something and someone's like 
chewing and foods coming out and you just like diving like in front of the food to save <laughs> the jacket <laughs> if it if it was chad chad you you're chad michael is facing away from you you've got the jacket on you, you I am. You, you're nervous as hell you're shaking you need I to am. pee and you're really excited your palms are basically you can see the drips on the floor from how sweaty <laughs> your palms are yeah you go over you 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 do the 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 double tap Mm-hmm. on his shoulder he turns around quickly he wasn't expecting you some chicken flies out of his mouth and it slaps on the jacket it doesn't just land it slaps there's an audible of it hitting the jacket what are you doing what are you saying to chad michael murray right there right now is he getting punched in the throat i think i'd say excuse me chad i hope you have a dental wipe <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope you have an antibacterial like- wipe Sending you my dry cleaning bill. <laughs> I'm sending in Magdalena. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the question would be, am I wearing the Chad Michael Murray face mask at the time? <laughs> because... <laughs> Just to make I... it that little bit creepier. <laughs> if he's there, or regardless of who is there, somebody, they do the photo opportunities, right? I'm going to wear that jacket and put a Chad Michael Murray face mask on and get a picture with one of the cast. Cause I think that's mm. hilarious. <laughs> Just thinking though, that would be very awkward if it was Sophia Bush. <laughs> well, maybe aim for James Lafferty. <laughs> yeah. He's not yeah. slept with him. <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Anyway, <laughs> wait to season five. <laughs> <laughs> he did sleep with Sophia so that might be a bit awkward that's an awkward one definitely yeah well talking of Sophia Bush let's segue in uh Brooke doesn't really get (laughs) (laughs) what's that bad segue (laughs) (laughs) Brooke doesn't actually have that much to do in this episode she kind of uh pines for Nathan a little bit from a distance Am I missing anything? That's pretty much it, isn't it? Pretty much it. But I think obviously we have to keep in mind that in original pilot, she wasn't even there at all. So at least we get a bit of an interaction because obviously she didn't come in until the second episode. So Nathan's Nathan's fantasy, the the head cheerleader, you know, he's got it in his head that that. You know, I suppose at some point he was jealous of of Lucas for having that relationship with with Brooke and feels like maybe he should have had that relationship. I really, really I thought it's quite funny at the end when he wakes up and he kind of says to both of them. He says something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, (laughs) it's like, yeah, sure, whatever, like in your dreams or something like that. And that was that was like a a good little moment. I I also think it's it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? true that that Brooke wants Nathan or yes, both. both. <laughs> I, I think I think on some life. level on some level they want each other, but uh Keith will have them all. <laughs> <laughs> As it was always meant to be. Well so <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Lucas. So uh, this is going to be an odd thing for me to say, but I like I li- I like Chad wearing these clothes. Oh my god! He's <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> this is, I, I mean, Dom. That. 
Dom, you knew me at the at the at this age. This is the sort of stuff that I was wearing, right? Like you, but you didn't look like an idiot. Maybe because I'm used to him wearing like the opposite, uh, like basically what Nathan was wearing in the episode and the the Keith Scott Motors hoodie. Um, it's not Keith Scott Motors. Keith Scott Body Shop. Body Shop. Body Shop. Body Shop. And towing, towing is yeah, the towing. Um, I, I, I think that needs to be a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little take on it. The money's in the towing. <laughs> Get in the van. Um, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think <laughs> um, I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> They're wearing the clothes. Chad looks great in these clothes. I think Chad, Chad looks like an idiot in his clothes. You suited the clothes when you had them. That's well, Chad's, Chad's hair's grown back. And Magdalena, isn't that beautiful? Isn't it much better with his hair just a bit longer than, like this, rather than it being shaved? It just frames his face better, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> don't really have much of an opinion, to be honest, because I'm just not a fan. But it looks okay. But no, not in these clothes, definitely. I think, like... Can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think he even looks better in those godforsaken sandals that in and in than in these outfits. It's just it looks awkward. It just doesn't suit him. I I don't have them with me, but I it I can tell you officially that I bought a pair of Birkenstock sandals last week. I mean, like Birkenstocks are, are fitted. I said this on the watch along. I don't know if you'd gone by this point. But Birkenstocks are like fitted, aren't they? Mm-hmm. There's like special, like the double strap, and the, yeah, yeah, it's like proper strap, proper and like very groove. Like the, the bottom is like car- flexible car- sole, curved yes. sole. Yes, you know a lot about these exactly. sandals, both of you. <laughs> um, because I have to research for this bullshit, right? Because <laughs> flip flops can fuck right off, but Birkenstocks can stay. This is one thing I will I will put out there. And yeah, I think same. the worst is the mix of the flip flops and the too long jeans. It's just why that's just not needed, is it? Unnecessary. It's just completely unnecessary. Can't drive guess... like that. Why is he driving like that? <laughs> and he gets moist bottom of the jeans with soggy, damp <laughs> wetness. Like a, he, I, I smells like dog, doesn't he? <laughs> Just put it out there. He smells like dog. <laughs> My dog smells great. Just to put it out there, she had a full groom yesterday. She smells like lavender. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did like that. Chad was wearing the the Letterman jacket. It was good. Tim. Tim had some great lines in this. <laughs> Magdalena, talk to us about Tim. I mean, that's Tim. Tim has, definitely hasn't changed. That's one thing for sure. Um, I actually don't remember that many lines from him. I know um, the whole line about, um, yeah, you should get with the tutor girl and then like break her heart. Um, and with his idea later about taking Nathan's clothes when they already have them like by the swamps or whatever. I don't is he is he in any other 
no, he's he's had the river quote as well. But I, honestly, I don't actually remember many lines from Tim. He he says, yeah, he says about taking his clothes. And uh, Nathan has a great line where Lucas is taking taking his phone out of his pocket and just like, what are you doing, getting your jollies? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's lucas's treatment of tim is exactly the same as as how nathan would treat him as well just like shut up tim like just say just say this don't you don't have to get, like go into this weird creepy detail that you seem to go into and it was brilliant that tim hadn't changed tim is all an idiot in every you know <laughs> dimension every dimension tim's a fool <laughs> i can feel you i can feel your breasts in my back <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Best God thank bless. you ever. <laughs> God bless you, Tim. Uh, okay, what about Haley? Can I start? Let me come up there. Let me, let me say Please. some stuff. That's what you got to say. I will say that Bethany Joy Lenz is very talented at playing Haley. Like we, it was kind of like we were seeing Haley from the pilot again, and she plays lovable friend so well like when they're talking in the class and she's like you know you've got to shoot for the stars and like making those little jokes but they're like funny because they're cliche but she just she's so good at it so good at it that was like my main takeaway was that she just plays that character so well and she had like that terrible singing voice as well they kept saying she had an awful singing voice and Uh, shouldn't do anything with it as much as that's her dream it's never going to happen because she can't sing (laughs) and their dynamic and chemistry was really good yeah totally good i I mean you you get the you get the lucas and Haley vibe from nathan and Haley in this episode not the naily vibe yeah which is it it, it, which is very different it's like Um, an it's like a testament to both of their acting that they could do that yeah, switch. They can switch that on and off. I, I, I really like that. That was a, that was a good element of this, in terms of the acting and performance. What did you think? In as well that, I mean, most people, if not everyone, can't imagine anyone else playing Haley. When in fact, we know that she's the character that was recast. Um, and yeah, she's just perfect for that role. Um. And I think as we found out, actually, because we, we, you, um, I think Simon posted and talked about like the pilot with the original character uh, that was, what, what was the name? Sam Shelton. Yeah. So. Oh, Regan. That- Regan was Regan, the character's yeah, name. Regan. Sorry. Yeah. So you posted that scene. Um, Dom, have you seen that scene with the, yeah. So, yeah. so see, we've seen that and. We were wondering, like, oh, why was she recast? Was she recast because she wasn't good in the role? And like, the the the, the girls briefly actually talked about it. That it looks kind of that the reason why she was recast was because the the writers were talk wanted to get um, Nathan and Haley together as a couple. And obviously, when it comes to the cast, like the most of the guys are in their early twenties, whereas. Uh, James Lafferty was only 17 when they shot the, the first season and the actress playing Regan was old, slightly older than them. So the contrast between, there's already contrast between all the other characters being like three, four years older than James and then they, them wanting to make 
Hayley and Nathan the couple and that actress being even older that the contrast was too big and just the chemistry wasn't there and it didn't work so it's uh, this is why I like that podcast for Joe's Little Dishes because we've asked that question or why was she recast but mm-hmm. um so it's interesting to know now the reason why but yeah I think it's just like the casting she's just perfect Hayley I don't think anyone could play Hayley as well as Bettany J. Well, what I think would be quite nice to see is it will probably happen at the end of season three now. So someone else will have a car accident. We'll end up in some form <laughs> of coma. Uh, but it'd be good to see the girls in the opposite roles. Hmm. You know, like if, if they all switched, that would be that's now interesting to me. So as much as I'm not a fan of these episodes, now I've seen one. I kind of think, oh, what what would this lot be like if they're all completely different? You know, if, if in that triangle, so if Haley took on the persona of of um, Brooke, of, Peyton. Of Brooke, and Peyton took on the persona of Haley, and uh, Brooke took on the persona of Peyton, and you know that kind of triangle, and it and it all all kind of shifted round, and they how they would play each other's character, basically, that'd be quite interesting to see. Maybe so happen. he hates this episode, but he's come around to the idea. <laughs> I just want to see how they do it. I just want to see how they perform it. That's all. <laughs> well, let's talk about Peyton Magdalena. What did you think of Peyton in this? I mean, she kind of was the same. In fact, yeah, she, she was almost exactly the same. She hasn't changed my much. Um... Uh, what I found interesting, this is not as much about like her character, but like the scene where Lucas comes to uh, see Peyton before the game um, in her bedroom. Obviously, we'll in the, this alternate universe where so far we only know that Lucas has dated uh, Peyton, but actually the drawing from season one of uh, Brooke, Lucas and Peyton shooting at the flaming heart with the number three on it is on her door and is visible in that scene. So I thought it was quite interesting that it was featured in that scene. Um, but yeah, I think like as a character, she hasn't changed much. Uh, it is pretty much what what's happened in, in, in the pilot with her, obviously like, you know, oh, like her boyfriend's there being a dick and he wants to hang out with his mates all the time instead of with her. And um, he's, he's always plotting something um, and being kind of rude to her. We, we, we He used the same uh, line with, that Nathan used with the whole, oh, like, let me know when you're not PMSing kind of thing. So... Yeah, there's not much change with her character, I think. The main change, but it's not really her character, but just the storyline. Obviously, she's not part of the whole reason. Bet, even in a joke, jokey way, that she's not part of the whole, oh, if he wins, he gets you kind of thing. So that's, but yeah, I don't think there's much of a in her character per se. And Dom, your main man, Whitey, what did you think of him? Can't really. I'm. I'm trying to remember, kind of what happened with Whitey in this episode. He kind of. Time, yeah, I think first time we see him is when, uh, Dan, uh, like after Lucas says like, "Well, Whitey must have signed off on Nathan's applying for high flyers." So then Dan goes to see Whitey and like asks him why he why he even signed signed off on it. 
So we see him in his office. Well, I think Waititi just continues to be the the genuine legend that he is. You know, he's not he's not going to let anybody miss out on an opportunity, particularly someone who's got the skills of of Nathan Lee. Yes, so. I love Nathan Scott, but I think like yeah, I like that they went with Nathan Lee. I, I like the sound of that. In this <laughs> he also gets to say his line again that he'd said like in maybe the pilot or in one of the first few episodes, where it's like, "Don't let the door hit you on the way out." You know, it's <laughs> like I, I was really hoping he'd say, "There's an opening in my lineup," but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he actually has one of my favorites, possibly my favorite um, quote from this episode. So favorite line, but we'll get to that. Excellent. We sure will. We sure will. Well, we get to the uh, crescendo, so to speak, of having this this showdown that is going to be on the river court that's, you know, it's sort of emulating from the pilot but this time it's originally going to be like a, a four on four game or, you know, to show that Nathan can, because he's a street ball player, to show that he can play within a team dynamic and uh, it ends up being just, you know, one on one. That's the way it's always been. Dan's there in the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tim gets hit by skills and, you know, it all sort of goes down and then we have have the game and it's great. And like you said, Magdalena, we can see visibly a lot of Chad Michael Murray's uh, stunt double. But, you know, we forgive that. And I liked how it ended with the same move that Lucas did, but in the pilot. But instead of it, he sort of does like the shimmy and the fadeaway shot. But Nathan does sort of the shimmy and then dunks it. And Nate, like Lucas's whole game is about shooting, right? And Nathan's game is about like being aggressive and going to the basket. So I like that they made that little change. But apart from that, it was kind of the same. I mean, what, what did you guys think of the, the game? Um, just wanted to add something slightly before the game that is quite interesting. I don't know if it, like I'm being silly or what, but basically that scene where Dan comes over to Nathan and offers him money to um, withdraw from high flyers, and I was like, he's offering him five hundred, which to me, like, like for I think obviously, like, so he he's it's just him and Deb, a single mom, so that's probably like a decent amount of money. But I feel like that opportunity to go to high flyers would be worth more so I feel like it wasn't like a offer where he like even if he like it wasn't an offer was like oh I need to think about it a little bit it was like even if if he was willing to give it away for money I don't think that was like the amount was a bit of a silly one I don't know if it's um if that makes sense but I was just like 500 but like him going to high flyers could lead to him playing basketball in college so I think like that the, it wasn't the right like it wasn't on the right level. I think it was it was an easy choice for him, even regardless of the situation. It was just like, well, like me going to that camp that can change my life, or as you're giving me, well, how he said, has your wife given in your allowance for this week? Because yeah, I think it was just a, a bit of a funny scene where it was like quite a desperate move on Dan's part. And it wasn't even a good offer. Um, 
Uh, yeah, get like, I completely agree with Magda there. It's just like an interesting amount of money that he's offered and uh, having to rely on money from the wife and all those elements that are, are sort of creeping into this strange little fantasy. But when it comes to the basketball and them on the court, it was nice to see they've both got their original kind of style of play versus each other, but in a different, just kind of a different manner. Um, so Nathan is is less aggressive, but it's kind of just better on the ball in general, I think, um, watching it. And it, does it, he he drops down a bit, doesn't he? He's a couple of points behind and then he catches up quite easily. And it's like, becomes that underdog story, but this kid's much better at basketball. And it's 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 good to see. It, it is an, it's an interesting concept, but for me, it still doesn't quite fit in the flow of One Tree Hill in, in this season. That's all. Do you think? Do you think we don't know what you're doing, Dom? We know that it's <laughs> he's panicking gearing, about the rating. Is <laughs> gearing towards judgment land, and you're starting to pepper into foreshadow. But, but, but have we you have been wondering yourself watching the show. What if? And you get your what if. That's, That's right. a good point. That's a very good point. We'll see. We'll but I didn't care there. until this episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about? Can we talk about Mouth for a second, right? So Mouth <laughs> is commentating, and he has one of my favorite lines where it's just like talking about the score, and I think he says something like, "I wrote it down word by word, and then you cut and you carry on." So he said. Um, oh, one second. So rank my last two girlfriends and you'll have your skull, folks. It's 10, 9, Nathan Lee. <laughs> so good. So good. His, 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 uh, his commentating has been the best from the pilot. <laughs> he was like, what did he say in the first episode? He said something like, like children will be named after that block or something like that women will weep for that block or something like that it's so good but uh so... more confident than in this in the dream reality than in the dream sequence than in reality because i think like real mouth in the pilot's episode would not have said that comment about the score i don't think right yeah yeah true well, so we get to the end. So Nathan wins, and then the the dream starts to become unraveled. So, like Lucas sort of shakes his hand, but then it goes into you know come back to us soon, and sort of going back into normal Lucas. And Haley comes over and gives him back the the bracelet, the Nady bracelet, and you know, and I won't be needing this anymore, that sort of thing. Um, and it gets to a point where he he wakes up. And Lucas is there and uh, they have, you know, they'd have a moment and then Deb comes in and this is where Deb's saying that she's going to go to get better. She she didn't say that she's going into rehab, but we know that that's, you know, what she's, what she's talking about while you're healing, I'm going to be healing. And Dan comes in kind of just whatever with Dan. And then the the main point here, I'm just saying this and then we can discuss it is that Nathan calls Haley and says, don't come home. I need you to follow your dreams. We both need to do this so that we can, you know, be happy or to, to have a hope of the future. And, uh, but as he's saying that, it looks like Haley was already at the airport, right? Um, 
and that's kind of kind of where where we end so magdalena what do you make of that as a as an ending i think it's quite interesting that in his dream the main thing that changes about Haley is that she cannot sing Mm -hmm. so he wants her like his subconscious wants her not to be able to sing therefore not going off on tour but then when he wakes up he does the opposite he's like no stay on tour do what you gotta do for yourself because if you don't you're gonna regret it so I think that's quite an interesting difference in that sense but I think it kind of almost comes from again with the dream sequence now Dan is still the same because he has regrets because of his dreams. So I think that's the part like that's like whatever, like, yeah, go after your dreams because regardless of who Dan ends up with, he's miserable because he didn't follow his dreams. So I think those two things from the dream dream sequence are interesting. Where like in his dream, he doesn't want Hayley to be um, a singer, but then by watching that, the fact that Dan's still miserable, he's like, no, actually, yeah, go follow your dreams, do what you got to do. We both need to um, make sure you we're both happy as a person and fulfilled before we're happy together kind of thing. So I think it was a... It, it sounds very harsh, especially that obviously we see she's already at the airport and he's like, no, don't come. I don't want you to. But I feel like that I don't want you to is more like, obviously... If I was Hayley, I heard that, feel heard. But I think it is more like, he. it's not like he doesn't want her because he doesn't want her back. He doesn't want her because he wants her to chase her dreams. It's not like, it comes off a bit like harsh, but it isn't. I think it's coming from the right place. Yeah, that's really well put. I hadn't thought about it like that in terms of uh, she can't sing in his in his dreams. That's a, that's a really interesting point. Dom, what did you think of the ending? Um, well, like I said earlier, like the the Debs kind of sequence of you get better, I get better, is um, it was on the cards. So I kind of I'm glad that that my little prediction with that has has happened, and she's gone to to rehab, and she's going to get herself you know set set out straight. Who'd have thought that my you know drug prediction would have like flicked onto Deb, not not one of the teenagers, <laughs> you know, or supposed to teenagers. Um, him saying to Haley, "Don't come back." I think you know. To, to I agree with Magdalena. It's it's out of love. It's a I don't need you to come back. I don't need you to stop doing what you're doing and what you love just because I've had a silly accident. I'm okay. I'll get better. You keep doing what you're doing because when you come back, I want us to be stronger and a, and a better unit. You know, I've realised in my time of driving myself into a wall and <laughs> self-reflection and what life could have been like actually I, I still want to be married to you but you go and do what you've got to do what is again now interesting to me is Nathan with Lucas's sensibilities handling Chris Keller how that would how that would work out and and that would that would be a good how I would have written it if it doesn't happen. So I'm just putting that out there now. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any any predictions, Dom, for going forward? I mean, I know it's difficult because there wasn't that much of actual real like real content. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the 
the Lucas and Brooke are getting closer together. Brooke is starting to recognize that Lucas is um, kind of infatuated with her again. So I think that relationship will be explored. Mouth and Erica, that's, you know, definitely on the cards. Um, I think Haley will return. I think she'll come back anyway. Like you said, she's at the airport. She would have ummed and ahed about going back. And then I think she'll go, no, I think now's the right time. So she'll be here for the end of the season, help him get better. And then season three is marriage counseling. Let's sort this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get, let's get ourselves set straight and on, on the road to success. I'm hoping high flyers actually becomes a thing because it's talked about so much <laughs> that it's, it's never materialized. So I actually think season three has got to be, um, like Nathan and Lucas like smashing up and really going for it and they both get into high flyers and it's all wonderful happy you know for some of it and like an absolute nightmare for the rest so um yeah that's kind of that's kind of it for my predictions at the moment I I do think Haley's going to return dev off to rehab which we know and uh, Lucas and Brooke a bit closer Dan again I said Dan's just in this solo world of having nothing so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Dan. It's it's kind of like he's got no one to turn to, but Lucas is still in the house. So it's quite it's quite strange. Keith needs to come back at some point, and and it, uh, Cooper has now arrived. So is Cooper going to live with like Lucas? Is is Nathan going to move back in? I think it almost kind of makes sense for Nathan, Lucas, and Dan to live in the same house, and Cooper to have the flat, like the apartment, Nathan's apartment. This kind of makes a bit more sense, but is that going to work out if Haley returns? Probably not. And I did say that Cooper feels like filler for someone. Like if Deb goes into rehab, he kind of fills that void. Or like a, like if Keith doesn't come back for a little bit, he fills that void. So I think that's going to continue as well. What's your prediction about like the whole Dan... Um and Andy Lucas situation because we see at the end of this episode that Brooke did manage to put their threads together and we see what it is so what's your prediction for that storyline the karma prediction um I think that's a well remembered really really good point because I completely forgot that was right at the end of the episode as well like Brooke literally piecing these bits together a scheming little face the patience um, God. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the time and effort she's putting into it as well. Um, that's why she's the best character. Um, uh, I, I actually think she'll piece together something and it will be like the one important page from that ledger that had to be put together. Cause this is kind of how these things work out in these shows. And it will be some sort of weird financial transaction where money has gone from, you know, one account to another account to another account, kind of like money laundering or, something like that something weird they'll find something strange and they'll be like hmm, that's unusual but we don't really understand it you know who'll understand it our millionaire friend let's go and take you to andy and then andy will be like oh god that's that's awful let's like give my investigator on that <laughs> okay, All right, so very random now that we're speaking of andy uh i was just doing like my grocery shopping today and this lady was uh on the street like with flyers and she came up um to a gentleman and she was like oh do you believe in, in, in anything and I, all I could hear was Andy saying do you believe in karma <laughs> this is enough I believe in karma <laughs> <laughs> how'd you karma Dan <laughs> excellent but I mean Karen 
Karen, Karen is missing Keith. So I don't know whether that's going to draw a little bit of attention as well. It was good to see Keith. We haven't seen him in ages, mm. right? He's been gone from the show. So even though it was in a dream, it was nice to see Keith. Shower, well, Magdalena, Dom, do you have anything else to say on this episode before we go into Judgment Land? Nope. Magdalena. I think that's it. Then, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, help us out. Rate, review, subscribe. Let someone know, even if they love One Tree Hill, and especially if they hate it, let them know because they'll listen to this and then they will start to enjoy it. Maybe. We hope so. We'd like the opportunity to try and turn them. Let us have that chance. Ravenshoops.net, Instagram, links, all of that stuff. Appreciate all of the support. Judgment Land. Magdalena, who was your favourite performer of this episode? So I'm slightly uncertain now because originally I was going to say James Lafferty, but after you pointed out um, Bethany's acting, I don't know. I think I'm still going to give it to James, but honourable shout-out to Bethany Jelens. Yep, nice. Dom? Uh, I've got two in mind, but it's not two that you would expect, I don't think. Um, so for me, it's either Moira Kelly or Craig Sheffer, because I think <laughs> uh, Chad I didn't like as uh, the bad boy, and uh, James, I think, has already become the good boy. So we're already seeing him how he wants kind of how he wants to be and how he's becoming so there's not a lot of difference in that although their acting was was good and it was performed really well I think we saw a lot of differences from Moira Kelly and and Craig Sheffer so I think Craig Sheffer just edges it slightly <laughs> for me so I'm going to give it to Craig Sheffer uh what about you Simon who are you picking nice. I'm going to go with Bethany Joy Lens just for like the reason that I said earlier for it's really good what about your favourite character, Magdalena? Deb. I loved Deb. Like, and to be honest, I loved her both in the dream sequence and then re- in real life. I liked, obviously, like, in the dream sequence, we, we have her. So you guys talk to Barbara like Alan Wood, and I feel like this is more like how she's in real life. So I guess that's, there's not that much acting. But, like, I just loved seeing Deb. Um, this caring mom obviously Nathan has a close relationship with his parent for once in his life um, and I think she just seems like obviously the fact that like we find out that she's been cut off from her parents money and how she's dealing with it she's not like bitter about it she's not like, regretting uh, choosing to have Nathan I think yeah so I really loved obviously the dream sequence and then in real life the fact that she's finally saying that she she will you know go and do some healing herself and recovery she is taking that step so I think with this one I had no questions I think Deb again both in dream sequence and then real timeline I really liked her character in this episode nice Dom I I think I'm going to give it to Nathan I think Nathan was solid all the way through and he is the main bulk of this episode like it was in the last one so it's a lot of work for for one 
one character one one performer to do but uh yeah i think he really stood out to me in this episode just for being just for being nice and you know there's there's touches within the episode that are um reflective of season one and there's touches in this episode of reflective of how that character wants to be and how that character has become so yeah nathan for me well what about your favorite character I am going to also say Neva. My favorite <laughs> character is the guy at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which one? The because guy that earlier mm. when you spoke, the guy that asks um, Deb to get her a drink, and the guy that puts twenty pounds on the rave record. Those are two different guys. The guy that puts the twenty pounds is a black guy, and the guy that um, is excited about the girls dancing on the bar and trying to get Deb a drink. That's a different guy. So we need clarification. Yeah, fair, fair. My apologies. Uh, the, the first guy, the guy that's excited about the topless <laughs> bar, because I looked at that guy and I was like. Dom, <laughs> there you are in one tree hill uh i would say him if i had to if you if you wouldn't allow me that and i had to choose one of the main cast then i would say i would say nathan but he's I like... a character with more than one line it's allowed yeah. excellent <laughs> okay magdalena what was your favorite song of the episode i was actually gonna ask because I know you've done that in a couple episodes and then you kind of abandoned it. Are you doing least favourite or not? We can do least favourite. We kind of just, yeah, throw it in. I feel like you've done it in like three episodes and then just kind of abandoned it. (laughs) Well, Magdalena, Um, you should know that we are very professional here. (laughs) I'm just... If there's one thing I will do is always always call you out, guys, since the first episode... (laughs) true well that's dude i know yeah we love it well that yeah that's do least least favorite line what was your least favorite line a least favorite character yes and line (laughs) character yes character 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 character. i already touched on it keith i think again as in like performer that was great but as a character i just don't believe keith would be like that and i didn't like Keith being an asshole yeah, how dare you swear on here? We, we, this is a clean, we this is a clean show. Like, oh my god, this episode, like, I swear a lot, and you guys normally swear so much on your podcast, and this one's a quite a clean one. What's happened? I swore loads at the beginning about Mike, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dom, who's your least favorite character? Um, I think it's Dan in this episode. <laughs> I was expecting more change and he just ended up being the same, like a bit more of a melt version of himself. So yeah, Dan. And yeah, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> what about you? Uh, that's a difficult one, actually. Uh, there's no one actually springs to mind. Um, so I'm going to say... Karen? <laughs> go karen i mean uh she i did hmm, 
she, I did note her attractiveness this episode. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh, I'm confused Karen, about what have you been hiding? <laughs> hiding behind Andy, have we? <laughs> <laughs> Wearing that shirt. I couldn't work out whether it was her shirt or Keith's shirt. There was like a long shirt. I was like, is that your shirt? It is it's very big. I think it was Keith's shirt. And I, was thinking, and I was thinking, you're not doing a very good job if you're going to go back home for wearing Keith's <laughs> shirt, like <laughs> hiding this. Uh, okay, well, Magdalena, what was your favourite song of the episode? A uh, song that rest in pieces when, so see, we hear it after um, Nathan's chorus, which is the same song they used in the pilot, but I just think like it is such a good one. And it does... It's such a, it's just the atmosphere in that scene. It just, that song suits it really well. Nice. Dom? I think there's a, there's a Ray LaMontagne song in the, in the episode. I think it's called Hold You In My Arms. Um, It's definitely Ray LaMontagne. He's a very, very distinctive voice. So I'm going to go with, with that song for the episode. And did you have one? I agree (laughs) with Magdalena. I like the, like the buzzer shot so to speak was a good one um (laughs) favorite background performer magdalena one line or less so i don't know because i've got two and i can't decide and i don't know if i can pick i was gonna say my first choice was the guy that puts the 20 on the river because he he has one line because i did want to pick the other guy but yeah he has more than one line so either that guy or Narian, purely for the fact that he just gets to relieve um, his bullying days, but this time bully Nathan. So I can't decide between the two, to be honest. I think I'll give it to Narian, though. Excellent. Dom? I'm going exactly the same. It's going to Narian for his uh, epic appearance as the as a bully again. <laughs> it's, it's a full house, because I had to pick him too. <laughs> He's a friend of the show, of course. Friend of the show. That's that one of my favourite um, ones that we've done with people because it was kind of, I think that's the sort of person that's never going to get asked this stuff but had so much information. and An underdog. Yeah, for sure. The same with, I'm really looking forward to you, Dom, listening to the John Nordstrom one. Like that, um, I you can't listen. I think he gives spoilers all the way up to season six, I think. But... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but it was really interesting um and i think like you would be interested to hear like his story and stuff yeah um i, I said about bringing him back on uh for a particular episode later down the line where the music is like different and he said about coming on just to talk about that one episode so then we could do it together so we just nice. about that one episode um great okay so last but not least the precious precious favorite line of the episode we missed that uh, uh, sorry magdalena um the precious precious line of the episode magdalena what was yours you never invited me on again <laughs> always, um, always. i have couple written down uh i think i want to do give two shout outs and then my favorite i really liked the one when as much as again hate keep being 
the bad keep his line when Dan comes in and he says, "Oh, let me guess, dog at your home uh, at your work ethic." That yeah, was a great a line, and uh, the one that we've already mentioned with mouth with the prank mic, two girlfriends. So that those are really good. But I think my favorite is going to have to go to YT when he says, "I'm an equal opportunity instigator." That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one, Dom. Uh, mine is actually uh, one that uh, made me quite nostalgic over season one where Dan Scott says, wow, I didn't know I had a daughter, but to Lucas this time. That's a good one. That's so I've gone with that one this episode. Simon, Simon, I... favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I might try and edit that into can, the season three. Can intro. you hear my, can you hear my dad? No. He's on the phone and being foreign, like Spanish foreign, he's so loud when he's on the phone. I mean, it's like every every phone conversation he has is on loudspeaker. It drives me mental. There's no, the street I live in do not need to hear what you're saying. <laughs> but on, listen, listen, listen. Can you Can't hear, hear it? Oh, it's so loud. It's just like throughout, like literally for like half the podcast, I can just hear him shouting down the phone. Is, is he... He'll be is talking he talking to, cousin, to Spain? He's just talking, talking to his cousin who lives Spain. in Mexico, but is Spanish. Okay, and they're just screaming at each other down the phone, even though <laughs> even though it's like it's a phone, it projects your voice. It's the whole point of it. It's literally what it does. You go hello, and they hear you at that volume. Ooh, <laughs> they just don't get it, do they? Oh, you're in Mexico. I have to scream. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. It really does my head in. So, yeah. uh, are yeah. they are they shouting in Spanish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll see if I can get a little <laughs> recording when I go down. Like, I need like before we go to the watch along. I'm gonna go get myself a, a drink or something and just see if I can sneak in a recording for you. <laughs> that, that, excellent. But does your dad speak louder in Spanish than he does in English? I, oh yes. Is it more like I feel like I feel like Spanish is more of like a vibrant language to to speak. You know, is much more expressive and he hits the table a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of boom, a lot of banging. Unnecessary. Or Magdalena, do you when you speak in Polish, do you is there like differences from when you're speaking in English in terms of like the tone and passion or anything? This is slightly embarrassing, but I struggle with speaking in Polish now because I've lived in UK for nearly twelve years and I don't have Polish friends in UK and I only speak to my parents in Polish, so I speak and think in English so like movies and stuff I watch in English so um over the past few years it's gotten to a point where like I do a lot of uh uh because I forget words <laughs> and my my parents don't speak English so when I like if I'm I've got a few like Polish friends that obviously know English so I'll speak in Polish to them but I can throw in an English word where where I forget Whereas with my parents, I can't do that because they don't speak English. So it gets quite awkward because I'm, sometimes I'm like, one second, let me just Google translate this because I don't rem- like don't remember what it is. So it's <laughs> a bit like it's gotten to a point that I, I am forgetting my own language. Nice. Um, but I feel like, so for me, it's, it's quite like, yeah, especially like first few minutes, uh, it's quite like awkward, like, I, I automatically want to start speaking in English. So like the switch is difficult. Once I'm speaking in Polish, it's a bit easier. But again, like 
I forget words and that makes it very like it just throws off the, the flow so it definitely like it, it, and for example like quite recently I just needed help um from uh IT um and it's there's this guy that my mom always uses and you know how like they can connect and just do stuff on your laptop and I needed to text him and I was, I was like stressed about coming off I was like I was like am I coming off like to like I don't know I didn't know how to write to someone that I'm not like familiar or friendly with in Polish I was just like oh my god how do I put a sentence together so um, <laughs> yeah it's a bit weird because I honestly I struggle more in Polish now than I do in English so that's a bit of a my mom's like you need to come back because what is happening you need um, to go and top up the Polish oh, sorry I was gonna say Simon I'm really sorry but I interrupted your favorite line of the episode what was your favorite line of the episode oh yeah um I I liked the I liked the uh I liked Tim saying you got mad thinks yo <laughs> <laughs> that was up there but I actually the my my choice will be uh Keith saying uh waiting for the bars to open huh boozy like, <laughs> just to throw the, that in the real flip they've yeah they've made that like a meta joke which i think is great like someone must have written that in the script and they must have just enjoyed oh that, that, that's a funny line i think in the writer's room and it's like okay let's keep bringing that back because it's becoming <laughs> like a theme we should have some sort of boozy hoodie at some point we'll we'll get we'll get it all we'll get it all but let's go into the precious precious rating now we all know how this goes Magdalena, I'll come to you first without saying the number. Did you have a rating in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. And did it increase or decrease during this conversation? It hasn't changed. Okay. Dom, same questions. Had a number, stayed the same. I also had a number and it <laughs> also stayed the same. So I will count to three. We will say our numbers and then they'll all be the same. And then we'll close out this podcast. <laughs> Just before we do that, um, have you guys seen, um, it's called uh, Tenet. Tenet from, uh, you know, the with, uh, Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, yeah. Tenet. You haven't seen it? Not yet. No. Yeah, and Dom, you know, like I'm the Colonel, but also you could call me the Lieutenant of this <laughs> podcast, maybe. Could you? I guess Colonel's like a higher rank. So you okay? Well, someone could be the Lieutenant. Hey, yeah. Why do you keep saying it? Are you keep saying what? Tenant. Ten. Nint. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> not going to work. What? I was just making conversation. So you're not, you're not Darren Browning me. <laughs> nice try. It's not working. <laughs> Google Darren Brown. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, ten. ten. Seven. It's a seven, guys. I don't okay, even know so, what. Um, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Can you call Mike? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so harsh. <laughs> well, uh, because it's a dream episode, you can dream I give it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, look, we have to. Simon, edit, edit it. He said um, 10. That's it. We're, we're done. Yeah, we have it on record. <laughs> well, can I just say uh, just a few points? Firstly, I think this is a really fun episode. We get a lot of the characters back that we haven't seen much of. Uh, we, we get Keith back, which is great. There's comical moments. There's more serious moments. There's throwback points to the first season. Basketball is back. And I think it shows how powerful basketball is in this show and how we've missed it in season two. So it's great to have that back. It's well shot. The wardrobe department put a massive effort in. There's Nike Debs Den hoodies out there that if anybody has a lead on, please help me out. I I, I could fit a large, sure, but I like it baggy. So an XL would be great. I got... <laughs> We we've got the jacket, Dom. We've got the jacket. I'll let you wear it if I've known that you've showered first and <laughs> afterwards. Actually, for some reason, I I don't want the jacket to remain on you. I, I don't want you to have my jacket particles. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> I want to comb your hair as well after you've showered. I think it are you be watching me shower? <laughs> I'm in the shower in the you're, jacket. You're there too. Okay, yeah, fine. Okay. Getting that chicken off. <laughs> Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> so for that reason, it's a ten. Magdalena, what are your reasons for a ten? Before I say that, what your conversation about watching people in the shower reminded me that um sorry. <laughs> the, the big scene from a pilot when Peyton walks out the shower in front of Dan. It's quite funny that like they didn't put that scene in here. Uh and it is a scene that the girls were talking about on Drama Queens that was like, it's so inappropriate. Why would you like walk around in a tower in front of your boyfriend's dad? So it is quite interesting. That, yeah, I mean, we get a shower scene with Brooke and Nathan, but we don't get the Peyton out the shower scene in this version of events. Um, but yeah, for me, like I said before, I think it's like, it's such a special episode. It doesn't drive the the storyline forward but yeah from like I said we I I was one of those people that was like what if they did you know he what if he Dan chose um Karen over Deb uh and especially that obviously we actually know that he said that he was gonna go back to Karen and then found out Deb was pregnant so it was actually kind of his initial choice so so we do wonder what if he went with that choice right so I mm. think it's quite interesting to see it from that perspective and again um, I just love those episodes they end up being like they're these memorable ones so for what are we going to do Magdalena we need to push Janelle. him we need to get him to the 10 how are we going to do that he's not going to go to a 10 would you would you go to a nine? I would go Meet to a nine. nine. I wouldn't go to an eight, but I would go down to a nine. Oh, yeah, I'd be I'm willing, even going I'd to be... a nine, sickening, but I would do it. It is. I, 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 I'm, I would struggle to go to an eight, but I think I'd be willing to go there. I'm not going to go any higher than an eight. I'm really sorry. This, this you, episode, can't, you can't just Let me do have that. my explanation. I can <laughs> okay. just do that. Okay. Because let me have my explanation. He got angry. For, I got scared. For the, <laughs> for the exact reasons that you two love the episode are the reasons that I'm not too keen on it. And I, I can't, we can't just throw in a dream sequence for an entire episode. Okay, yes, fine. Throw it, throw it in. What, Magdalena, please. <laughs> but we have to, we have to have 
you, you know, some degree of of like linear storyline about this. You know, they they could have done anything uh, with, with with an episode here. They could have gone off and and discovered more about Cooper. We could have gone off and discovered more about someone else. You know, where has Keith gone? That's probably coming, but what, why didn't we just slot in here? Why have we had to create Fantasyland? Uh, you know, it's 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 a world that Nathan is never going to live because he's already lived the one that he's had. You know, fine, he can he can daydream or dream about wanting to experience other life, but do we really need to see it? Has this episode benefited us in any way? And I know you say it's nice to have a change, and I, you like the what ifs, but I'm the other way around. I don't care about the what ifs. <laughs> I just care about the whys and the nows. So uh, <laughs> let's let's just call this episode a seven. Job done, people. No, look, you can't do <laughs> this. Say, um, that... You say I can't do this. You do this to me every fucking week. First of all, there's two points I wanted to make. One, so you you're not willing to go two points up, but you expect both of us to go two points down to an eight. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. For no. That. So welcome to no. seven. <laughs> Second, I know you don't normally do it this way, but still, twenty-seven divided by three is nine. So overall rating is a nine. Wow, that's Thank you very much. Thank you. I did. I was a bit of a nerd. I did go to math camps when I was a child. Um, nice. And I wanted to point out as well, okay, I don't know if it, if it matters, but you don't, you, you feel like this episode didn't bring much. This season has 23 episodes compared to 22. Let them have one episode of Dream Sequence. It's an extra. That's maths again. I think all of your math camps were building to this moment to get him to a nine. Dom, Magdalene has been training like Rocky in the snow for this moment. Come on, it's a nine. Punching Keith, that slab of beef. (laughs) It's quite funny you said that because the the math camp I went to, we would go on like mountain hikes and then do the math tasks in the mountains. So snow, not so much, but... Because it was summertime, but still close enough. Uh, Dom, we have about 120 seconds to finish this episode because people are already entering the waiting room for the watch along. <laughs> so Madeleine has made great points. Take it to a nine. Just eight. do it. The furthest I'll go is eight. No. That's, you... that's, that's me being be generous. That's me being generous. generous. I'm basically leaving. Do you know how much hate I will get and abuse online? I actually think a lot of people will think the same as me. We'll find out, <laughs> but I don't need to find out. We'll find out DMs. when you call it a, when you both call it an eight. Never, never. Is this going to be my dead body? The first one. <laughs> she actually I, meant I, your dead body. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that if anyone else had said over my dead body, I would have said we can sort that out with Magdalena, but you are Magdalena, so it's a bit harder. <laughs> Marine, Marine. Yeah. I genuinely can't give this higher. Well, we, than an but eight. we can't. But what are we going to do then? Because the this is we the haven't, we haven't come up object. a proper like this, have we? Before, no. no not, but not there's two. Degree. There's two of us, man. But there's always going to be two of you. No, there could be 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 you and someone against me, like on on the ratings. Yeah, but if we get if we go, could be you and me against someone. Well, it has been it has been you and me against someone, hasn't it? And and they've just gone, okay, yeah, I'll I'll join you. You know, I'm happy to come up to whatever level you are. But whenever I'm I'm the one that's going to pick the lower level, you're always going to have someone on your side. I can't, I can't just by rights, I can't go 
seven to nine. I can't. Okay, bring your dad on. on <laughs> Trust me, nobody, nobody wants that. <laughs> Especially not me. <laughs> Hello, I know you. You'd probably you think you'd know Magdalena. With, have you not missed Keith? It's a dream, Keith, but still. Well, Dom, yeah, I've missed Dom, Keith, but the real Keith. Dom, what can we do to get your dad on for an episode of the podcast? You would have I to would... pay me a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> I want money. How I many want... patrons do we need to make this it, happen? This would have to pay off the cost of the flat I'm trying to buy. I don't think I'd be able to breathe during the episode. <laughs> I, I would have to ask him. I'd have to say from our Fight Club episode. So when did you have the conversation with Dom about the Beths and the Bees? If not, let's do it now, live on the podcast. And mute. <laughs> right, look, for real, we've, we've got to go. So what, what are we saying? We can't, we can't do, we have to agree. This is the rules. I'm not going to move any other. But we're no, not going to move me. either. So it's oh, two to it's... one. Overruled then. I Don't make me do it, Dom. <laughs> I'll do it on the maths. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna have to do it under pro- under duress I'm, say I'm no, protesting I'm, I'm never gonna say the number as in i agree it is that okay okay what about this what about this there's there's a poll function on patreon okay i've never used it before but i think it's for this exact thing i can put a poll up and say there's an eight and there's a nine i'll say seven that and, and a nine can we make it seven and a nine seven and a ten Seven, and, seven a and a ten. Fine. Seven and a ten. And then I'll put my vote and Magdalena's vote is counts as two there. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your vote is one on the seven. <laughs> and then we'll just see what, what goes, yeah? Sure. And then on the next episode, I'll announce what the rating is. So okay. we, we really do have to wrap it up because we've got people in the waiting room. So just thank you, everyone, for listening. Magdalena, you have been amazing fabulous can't wait to do this again fabulous is not a word i often use but it just flew out <laughs> of my mouth there felt, um, felt right in polish dom count us in ravens on free I, oh what's what's um well you have to tell me what it is first <laughs> oh what the actual word for ravens yeah i want to say it in polish oh should we oh god uh here we go again i need to i actually don't remember Okay, don't worry. <laughs> Actually, I would have to genuinely translate it because I don't remember. Do the and accent, Dom. Probably... You've got it. We'll, we'll do the accent. Ready? Yeah. R- R- Ravens on three. One, two, three. Wait, what? Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> That's what I need to work on. <laughs>